Hello everybody, welcome to Frame Trap, a show where we primarily talk about video games and sometimes anything else we're interested in. I'm here today with Brandon Jones. Hello. Kyle Bossman. Hi. Ian Hink. Hi. And I am your host, Ben Moore. Quick little explanation, this episode is coming to you a little later than expected. We had some very significant camera problems, I think that's fair to say. Uh, So we had to go out and buy a new camera. This is the first time we're using this camera. I am shaking because I hope it looks okay. I hope it sounds okay. Ian gave it a very, very, very thorough looking over. It, It should be good. It's got HDR... So we can't control the image right right now. I say you just point that Ian finger as much but as you can. But if you got a 4K no, no, no. TV, well, it's going to look great. Ian set but up this not, shot. Apparently, it look, I mean, last time I, I saw Ian good. messing around with the mixer, it was set it around. <laughs> well, that's that the wasn't other thing, that like, wasn't me pointing my finger at you. New was, audio I, setup, I trust you. New camera setup. This will also be our streaming camera. Yeah. So hopefully the that'll be better. I say we get a hopefully couple. Hopefully it's in focus. Yeah, I think we should get another one. I think we should get that thing, that black. You could fit thing. four of these cameras in our old camera, so I like that. You actually could. Without uh, going into this story too much, Jones, we were here a lot on Sunday trying to figure all this stuff out. We're here today trying to figure all this stuff out. We've got a group stream after this. Yeah, we got a podcast after this, and then I'm cutting the podcast after that. I this is <laughs> this is not an exaggeration. This is what happened to me last <laughs> night. I woke up at like three in the morning. I was a little bit nervous about all the stuff that we had to do today. Mm -hmm. And then a thought just randomly snuck into my head. I said, we are in Brandon Jones's life all the time. He can't get rid of us. It's true. How does that make you feel? It's a good, it's a good thing. I mean, it's, you're my friends. And so I like, I like having my friends over. It's fun. Like I, that, that, it's like the one thing that we, it's, it's, it's impossible for you to know how I feel about all of these allies. And it's impossible to understand the concept of driving to my house. Mm. Like I'll, I I will never. Right. That that whole vibe of just like okay, do I have all the stuff I need? Okay, time to commute to work. Like right. I don't, I, I don't have that. Might, sorry, you might need to explain the word friend to Kyle. Right, he doesn't. What is friend? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These Are there? Take advantage of. Well, hopefully, by the end of this it's podcast, true. we'll figure it out, Kyle. <laughs> I don't want to feel like I'm reaching for something, but if it were me, if I were you, mm-hmm. I would definitely have a moment, maybe once a month, where I'd be like. I want them to get out of here. Do you have that? <laughs> no, because uh, I would have that if I had to be in everything. But something like the last frame trap, I wasn't in it, and right. so you were uh, just I was able editing to, Horizon. I was able to work on Horizon. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was actually thinking I didn't end up doing it, but I was like, I might take a nap because like I don't know how late I'll be up tonight working on Horizon. So mm-hmm. the tabletop is classic nap time. It's like all right, <laughs> classic. <laughs> nap time. <laughs> Because <laughs> like they're gonna be in there for five hours, yeah. you know. I gotta say, I think the only time I've seen it surface is Huber's vinegar. Oh right, before well, yeah. the show, we gotta explain the, that. The the the, the left <laughs> objects is yeah. I think the only thing that I'm just like, come on, you know. If, if it's like the third time some object gets left behind, yeah. it's like oh, what are the especially what are the if most... it's a it's a foreign object that's not like a present that was open because that's one thing. If yeah. like we a lot of weird presents, was that your Pokemon statue or mine? I don't know. You know, stuff gets left right. behind. Was that your spider in resin? You know. exactly. Did you ever look at it? No. It's vile. It's Never pretty will. awesome. Never will. So just to be clear, Huber has brought a bottle of vinegar into Jones's home and refuses to take it the home. The vinegar came into the home, left the home, <laughs> yeah. came back. He brought it for the diorama Came episode. out of the bag onto a shelf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 while it was there, was like, vinegar, what? And he was like, oh yeah, that's mine. Then leaves it. <laughs> then comes back for another shoot. I remind him of the vinegar, notes the vinegar, leaves it again. <laughs> yeah. But the, what gets me is that he took it out of the place in his backpack 
and then a week later came back, took it out of the backpack for some reason, and now it's been here for two weeks. One of the things I'm looking forward to in 2017, if we stick around this place and you know don't get an office right away, is like cubby holes. You know, maybe like have like, a, have like a shelf thing over there with everybody's name and tape at the front, like Kyle. You know, it's like I would it's like, love it's a like cubby. where you get your craft yeah. supplies. Yeah. You know, Here and you just little, go. Little rain if you get little presents and stuff, you go over, you put it in your cubby hole. Oh my god! Really and then and you check your cubby hole, mm-hmm. and then if, at the end, if I go by and there's something in somebody's cubby hole, I'm, t- I'm taking a picture of it. I'm tweeting it. They should always be That's referred to as cubby hole. Yes. <laughs> Never just cubby. Just and then cubby hole. When we have our little meeting after the group stream before yeah. the podcast, <laughs> this week. Yeah. You left it in your cubby. <laughs> Huber the vinegar right, has been the in the stream. cubby What's hole. This? What's this? What's this? What's this? I don't know. I can't get over cubby hole, man. Like, like when they, when you made the ships, like one of the little edges of uh, Brad's pirate ship fell mm-hmm. off, and I just saw it on the ground. I'd love to just hold that up and be like, "Hey, Brad, what the hell's this? What the hell it's is like this? That big, you know?" Uh, Brad, I found this on the floor. It's going in the cubby hole. Just yeah, it's going in your cubby hole, Brad. It's be in the ultimate cubby hole. Uh, Why do you need to know? <sighs> anyway, I'm ready. Brandon, uh, I do want to start with you mm. for what have you been playing? Okay. Because you are the only ally that has played a final retail version yes. of a Horizon Zero Dawn. It mm-hmm. is a game that is getting a ton of hype, yeah. and I want you to just throw it at me. All of your thoughts, stream of consciousness, let's go. Because This is it? I do it now? <laughs> this is the time. This is the time because I feel like I've been watching videos of Horizon. Yeah. I feel like I've had previews explain to me things about Horizon, but there's still a part of me that feels as though I don't have a great understanding of the whole experience. I think one of the reasons why, uh, of the reviews that I have done recently, there are a lot of don't show this, don't show that, don't talk about this, this specific cutscene, this specific mission by name, don't show this. So there's a lot to that story. And unfortunately, all of the stuff that you haven't seen that I cannot directly talk about is the best stuff in the game. Mm. And, and that's one of the... I was actually very surprised to find out that my score was like a little bit under a lot of what other people uh, had scored it. And those are based on two concerns. One, you, you pick up a lot of things in this game. So there's like one item, uh, a component called wire that you need for uh, the rope caster. The rope caster... Uh, if you shoot it at an enemy, it will uh, connect them to the ground. And you can actually see the rope. So you can see, like, if, if the rope is going from here to there, they can't move that way because they're stuck to the ground. They can move anywhere else around that thing. And so if you rope them someplace else that maybe kind of pins them where they're at, you know, if you, if you rope them in, you know, north, south, east, west, they can't move because they're always being pulled in a specific direction. If you rope something, also it'll, cre- it'll start filling up a meter that when that fills, it'll totally take them out. They'll fall over and they'll be cabled to that for like a minute, for like a really long time. So it's a good way to like isolate enemies. If you have two guys coming at you, uh, you can take them out. I never was hungry for, not hungry for wire the entire playthrough. Even like right before the end, I was out of wire. I was like, ah, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go back and like get stuff. Jones loves that stuff. Like, like you know, twist my arm, make me go back to some forest, kill a bunch of turkeys because I need, you know, the fatty meat to make the potions because potions are expensive and I don't have, you know, I want to spend money on buying a better outfit than spending that on potions. I'll do that all day. But as I was doing it, playing the game, I'm like, I don't know if everyone else would. If I could give everybody kind of the blanket, you know, review score that says like, yes, you're picking up a lot of things, but it's fun. It's fun for me. I wasn't totally convinced that, that would be fun for everybody else. So it's like blood vials. You gotta go farm it sometimes. Yes, 
and and that to me was like required because it was I needed uh, fatty meat for potions and I needed wire for the rope caster potions super key rope caster you know that needs to be in your arsenal that's like the main kind of just I can take something down with this weapon and not worry or uh, yeah I can take down a machine with this weapon not worry about it I have a question yeah are you weaving the wire into a rope like yeah. shape yes you have that skill but it's metal it's metal rope it's mm-hmm. yeah uh wait well, no it's like it's specifically wire that you take from robots. Right, right, right. And then right. you, like, use that to create the cables that the roadcaster shoots. Okay. Yeah, they're more like cables, then. Yeah. Brain's taking issue with the word rope. A theme of a lot of the oh, previews. Oh, the roadcaster, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, th- the names are interesting. A theme of a lot of the previews is uh, they described how you could have these pretty elaborate moments where you do set up this awesome trap and yes. the satisfaction you get yes. of getting these giant beasts into right. that trap. It's... In a lot of games, I've kind of seen that, where they say, oh, man, you can get so creative and, and set up these elaborate elaborate um, machinations, but then you just don't need to. Yeah. When it's like, well, mm-hmm. I could just shoot it in the face, yep. and that's going to save me a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. I like it when a game makes that planning feel worth it. Is that true here? It feels worth it. It's rewarding in regards to the fact that it's effective. It's easy. Like, everything's easy to understand and see in the environment. So if you like set up a trap, it's not like, oh, where'd that trap go? Or like, how where, where's he going to walk? It's easy to see like, ah, he's going back and forth this way. I can set that trap up right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really rewarding. Not in a sense of like, boy, I, tried, I finally figured out how to do that. Like there mm-hmm. weren't a lot of fights where it's like, I'm missing the strategy here. It's like, I just got to move more, dodge more. Um, you know, not run over there because five more machines join the fight when I do. Um, yeah, to me, the satisfaction was just seeing these things get pissed, seeing that, like, the elemental effects in this game are incredible, like, seeing them light on fire and start jumping around because they're so angry, or, like, seeing them bump into a trap and this huge clot of electricity just flies out of them. So that was rewarding, seeing your plans come to fruition, but it was, there was no, there was no fight where, where if I set up, like, you know, a trip caster wire and then a trap behind that, and then I like, had another thing, right, like, maybe early on, when I only had, like, five or six ammo types, and I was just kind of like, okay, I just got to keep pelting this thing with fire arrows and maybe trap it. Every now and then. But by the end of the game, it was like, mm, rope caster, you know, blast sling, light it on fire, hide, rope caster, blast sling, dead. You know, so like there, there definitely is a strategy you can do every time okay. towards something. There's definitely like an arsenal. Like you could pick your favorite arsenal, never look back. Like there'd be no fight where you're like, ah, I got to bring out the, the tear blaster for this. It's just there if you like to be closer. Terror you like blaster. to. It's like a shotgun that like pops all their armor off. It's, it's really, right. it's really satisfying to get right close to something and see all these purple things just go flying off of it. And mm. would you call the fire one? Uh, the there's a blast sling, which is blast for like sling. elemental stuff. Yeah. Which is like I'm gonna shoot some ice at you or some fire. And, and oh, no, I'm sorry, it's just the sling. So it's sling. And then there's blast. the blast sling, and that oh. chucks grenades and proximity mines. Oh. And stuff okay. Like that. Um, yeah. There you go. Uh, so and then the other thing was the whole rest of the story. That wasn't right at the end. I, I, I didn't care. I just I didn't care about a lot of the people that I was meeting. I think one of the parts where I like started to get excited was I found like the Hunter Lodge in like the main town. And it's just like two NPCs. They hang out in the corner. I do one chain for them. Then I'm initiated into the Hunter Guild. Done. You know, it was just like, okay, I just didn't, I didn't really feel... Everything was very regal. Everything looks a lot like Final Fantasy twelve. So it was just like, it was just hard for me to actually like emotionally connect that like, you, 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 you never get a house... You never have storage. Like, everything's always just on you. Like, you're kind of like a nomad, like an outcast. And so I just never felt home there. And, like, that was kind of a bummer for me in an open world game. Like, I usually have, like, a house or, like, a car or something that I can kind of, like, identify with. And everything in that game is just very run and gun. You're always providing for yourself. So um, drilling into the, the dialogue, is it 
the but that's all the negative stuff. Everything else is so good. Right, right. And this is game it, is so up my alley. Like I could talk about this game for hours. I, I've been having that a lot with a, with a few games as well, where they'll talk a lot, but what there's it doesn't feel like a real conversation. It doesn't it doesn't feel like oh if I ran into this person this is how we would interact with each other. Is it unnatural like that, or is it just the way that they're they're saying it? Sort of this regal. It's the fact that when you dive deep, uh, there are these places I don't even know if I can say by name that reveal the secrets of this world. There, there's there's different areas you can go into. Whenever you see a big door open up, like it's about to get real. Like a you're temple. like okay here we go. The vaults. Can we yeah, when you, vaults. Sure, vaults is a good name. So like when you when you get into those things, like uh-huh. very cool stuff happens. Happens, lots of secrets are revealed. Ooh. When you get outside and you go to a village and some guy's like, my cattle's missing. I'm like, okay, when I turn this in, I'll probably level up and get another skill point, but I don't care about you. Like, I don't, you know, like, especially since a lot of the game, like, shuns you. Like, a lot of people are very negative towards you because they're like, oh, you're an outcast. Mm. Oh, you're a Nora. <laughs> you know, like, and so just a lot of that attitude that by the time I, like, get to meet, like, royalty, I was just like, I just don't care. And it has that kind of 1v1 a Bioware conversation where it's like that person talking, that person talking, maybe close up on their face, close up on your face, back to mid shot. And that's okay in something like a Bioware game when you literally talk to 500 different people. Like you go to like a new town, meet 40 new people. Then you go to like another town, meet 40 new people. There's like villages and one big town and that's it. You know, so like the, the actual getting into the world and being like, my boyfriend's missing, help me find him. I was like, sure, I'm going to, I had a lot of fun finding the snap jaw that you pointed me toward, but like your actual plight, I I don't care. And so that was rough so in a role-playing like- game. Even something like a Shadow of Mordor, I was like a little more into kind of what was going on with the every single moment, not just like the world, which was mm-hmm. the big mystery that I thought was really rewarding and had a nice impact. You brought up but- Bioware and, and something I think they can do really well is the the conversations that you're talking about, the one-on-one where you're selecting different options. It's not just the people that give you quests that you have meaningful conversations with. They're, they're just people sometimes that you interact with mm-hmm. where they don't send you on a journey. They just fill in the context of the world. They just make it feel a little bit more real. Is that present in Horizon? Are there people that you can just run up and talk to that have interesting things to say? That, Or is it just, uh, it's kind of this world filled with quest givers you can talk to people you can like any any person you walk up to it'll say what their name is it'll be like you know like uh, meridian market or meridian merchant and you can just say like hey what's up and they'll say something back to you mm-hmm. so this so there is that kind of flavors a little bit but and, it, and it is meaningful of, um it's it's not meaningful but it, it feels like an uphill battle just because i don't care about this world is blind to the truth mm. and when you learn the truth it's tough to like put up with that you know it's it's tough to it, it, it's yeah. hard to feel connected because it's sure. like you're all so dumb it's not your fault <laughs> it's <laughs> not your fault you know right. it's like but i'm one of the only people them. that but knows but i can't it. tell them and, and that, like your whole life that in and of itself matter. is actually yeah. a very powerful moment when that happens sure, sure. in the story when you kind of like reunite with these people and you see just kind of this obsession with the you know religion and tribalism and all this stuff and you're like yeah that's so not important like yeah. we so need to be focusing more on these things now that i know what's going on and so that actually makes me very excited for horizon 2 once like more people in the world start finding out what's going on, and um, but but I'm I'm but mostly negative. Like right. fighting machines, and there's not as reviewers, there's not many opportunities we get to say things like that. Is unlike anything I have ever done in any video game I have ever played. Like, and one of the things I was showing uh, a game to a friend last night, and I remembered like oh I didn't really like focus on this so, so much in the review. The weight of everything. I mean like if so, like. 
there's a uh, these things. One of my favorites, like tremors, uh, called rock breakers, <laughs> and they burrow underground. And so it's great. You can rope cast them, and they're like, nope, and they'll just go underground, and shake them off. Uh, and they'll they have one move where they'll pop up out of the ground, shoot all these boulders up into the air, and every single time one of those rocks hits, it hits. It it does it doesn't just feel like oh it's a, a marker for something that'll do damage to me. It's like no, it shakes the camera. It you, like you could like it's loud. Um, it definitely feels like when you get hit by one of those, it's like ah oh, okay I should clearly run away from this thing when it does that move. But just when something like comes up out of the ground, when something lands, like there's huge storm birds when they like hit the ground, like there's a lot of impact to it. Talking so about they, uh, it definitely seemed important to them with the sound design and the, the the weight of everything. Talking about these moments where you have these fantastical mechanical creatures and they come in and it's like okay we're gonna fight and it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Does it does it run well? Because yeah. that because that has to sell the experience. You yes. didn't have any problems. With I that. got stuck on the environment twice. I was like in a bandit camp one time and I just rolled into a log and was like ah and I mm-hmm. got stuck on it and I think <clears throat> game crashed once. Uh, again, there was a hu- supposedly a huge patch that's going to happen on day one that adds HDR and all that stuff that like mm-hmm. I did not play with. Um, pop in, I think, was the biggest performance thing where I would like walk towards it and be like, that mountain looks weird. Oh, there it is. You know, like, and that might again, but get be fixed with a new patch. Did not slow the game down at all. Did not like disrupt my immersion. And you're like, on PS4 Pro. I was on PlayStation 4 Pro. Hmm. Uh, again, they, they they specifically. You know, mentioned to all reviewers, there is a big patch coming that does not focus on that, and I tried to. Oh, so they haven't done like a pro patch yet at no. all. Okay, as far as I know, yeah. Uh, having reviewed Neo recently, yes. One of my biggest complaints about the game is it felt like it kind of ran out of tricks by the end. That what it was throwing at me and the ways it was throwing at me, uh, those the way it was throwing those things at me, got got stale. It just ran out of ideas, and it, it could have been maybe a little bit shorter as a result. Do you feel like Horizon ever has that problem? Because you're, you're talking about these things and they sound so cool. And the first time I fight them, I bet it is amazing. Is it a game that remains interesting and exciting until the end? One you know? thing you brought up that I did think about when I was writing the script was you brought up the red demons, the red yokai from uh, from Neo, mm-hmm. And that they're super intimidating when you first start the game. Yep. But by the end, you're like, ah, I'm not really scared of these Exactly. Things. That is re- kind of rewarding because you are, like, in, in Neo, the idea is that I'm, I'm trying to survive this journey to get to the end to rescue people that I care about. Whereas the actual hunting of these things is very much a part of what, why you're there, like who you are and what you do. And so getting better at these things and, and like these watchers, which are stealthing around at the beginning of the game in the tutorial, by the end, it's like I'm meleeing these things. I don't care. They're, it is rewarding and it is gratifying because a lot of what they do in later parts of the game is they'll put two rock breakers right next to each other with a couple of walkers. And it's like even just one of those walkers is like, ah, you know, he's like got these things that can burrow and go underground. One of them will go underground and just stay there for a minute. And you're like, wasn't there two of them? Where'd the other guy go? So you're like focusing on this other guy and then out of nowhere, he'll just let the second guy will show up again. And you, I didn't even know that one dumb watcher was there, but then I damaged him, moved to someplace else. The watcher pulled out of the cables. A couple shell walkers walked by. He alerted them. They joined the fight. And so... Like, depending on what tiny little elements you drop into a fight, it can really change the dynamic of it. One of my favorites was, one of my, probably my favorite machine in the whole game is the Stalker. And it's like Predator, basically. So cloaks, but you can see it Predator style. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a arrow you can have called a Terror Blaster, I believe, that'll pop things off. So it won't take off armor, but if there's like a gun attached to You've it, you've already it'll said knock Terror it off. Blaster in a whole different. That context. was it, its own. There's Terror Blaster arrows. Oh my and god! And then there's the actual like, shotgun Terror Blaster. And by weapon. the way, they I, do the same thing. I'm sorry for interrupting you here. There are so many verb enemies, and I can't believe you remember each of them. I, that is impressive. I put 55 hours in. Those oh, I know, but it's just like the stalker, the walker, the groundbreaker. Well, they, well, there's the shell there's walker. a journal that you have. It lets mm-hmm. you know like what you can actually go all the pieces of it, and it'll yeah. highlight it on their body. 
So, like, you'll have tutorial with challenges for weapons that are like, shoot this at, at their energy core. And you're like, energy core? It's an energy core. And you can, like, go to their journal entry and, like, doop, doop, doop. oh, it's that thing on their butt. Okay. And then you can highlight them and, like, the it's spots you can on specifically the hit will glow. But uh, the stalkers will cloak, have a sniper shot, and when they don't know where you are, they'll just start chucking mines. So if they think, like, I think he's in this area, they'll just, like, bung, 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 just throw all these mines out. So you're like, you don't want to get hit by it. And it's fun to, like, have the thing be like, I think you're in that bush, but I'm not sure. So I'm just going to fire in that spot right there. And it's, like, right next to me. I'm like, no, miss me. You know, and then it'll go by and I'll, like, pop out and stealth grab him. But there was this one area I went into that had a bunch of shell walkers, which are the things on their back that have the big, like, case on their backs. If you kill a you shell walker, them open. if you kill a shell walker while it's on his back, the back will explode. You got to like knock it off and then <laughs> kill the shell walker, and then you can get a bunch of loot. Mm. And I needed a shell walker heart for some outfit I was gonna get, and I and I kept dying for some reason every time I would find a big crowd of these guys. <laughs> and then I finally found one crowd in a like later part of the game. It was like these guys are pretty easy. I'm surprised there's not like more crazy stuff happening here. So I just went in like stealth attack for the first shell walker and two uh, stalkers that were there that I just didn't see like came up and took me out. So it's like, oh, neat. Okay, that like that was your little recipe. There it was like three shell walkers, two stalkers. We brought you in because you saw the shell walkers and got excited, but you didn't realize there were these other guys there. And again, not a side quest, not just something I found on the map. So, so when when you have the stories, you know, it didn't satisfy me as much as I wanted to. It's nice that it makes up for just having wandering around the map. Like like amazing stuff happens. Something that you haven't done really yet, or haven't done very much of at the very least is when you're describing this game, you're just saying, this is what Horizon Zero Dawn is. Mm-hmm. This is why it's not like anything else I've played. Right. You're not dissecting this game. You're saying, okay, this part is like X game. This other part is like Y game. And so because of that, it makes me even more excited to play it. This really does feel like a brand new thing. And that is super cool. I think Far Cry is probably the series that reminds me the most of, because there is a lot of resource gathering, mm-hmm. using those resources into like, I need to get another raccoon to carry more bullets like I've done that a lot in Far Cry. And games, taking so. over bases too, right? Yeah, that's, there's not a ton of that. There's, okay. there's one NPC that just loves to go kill bandits, so you, you help him every now and then. Go but but you can't you can't you can't just write it off and say, oh, this this Far Cry thing. No, 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 no. Right. This, it's a completely different game. Cool. Uh, something that really crystallized uh, your your feelings on Horizon as I went to to pick up a camera and you were talking about Horizon. You said it's a four star game that has a lot of four and a half star moments. It, yeah, it would, it would get these peaks every now and then. Like, <gasps> where I would like finish something and my heart would be racing. I'm like, is this a four and a half? I don't know. And then just I would eventually just kind of settle back into mm-hmm. cozy four stars. Uh, just because it, 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 like I mentioned Bioware, I've mentioned, you know, Ubisoft games, like open world games, towers, obviously, all that stuff. Like, they, they, they have borrowed a lot of things from other franchises to kind of make this, this, this meld between your typical open world you know, watchdogs kind of a thing, run around and just, you know, unlock stuff, open world game. But then also, like I said, it's kind of a Bioware flavor where like you are really getting, you know, one-on-one with a lot of NPCs. Right. Gr- you know, great performances, great facial animation, actually. There's a lot of expression in the characters. Good faces? <laughs> but it's like when I directly compare it to a Far Cry and to a Bioware, I start noticing all these. Th- you know, when, I, when it's like, when I, I saw a lot of people in reviews were like, the open world is huge. I'm like, I've played a lot of open world games and it's not that big. There's a lot going on in there, but I was mm. a little underwhelmed when I like opened up the last part of the map and was like, oh, mm. it's not that big. I got a question actually. You said there's one city and multiple villages. Yeah. And the one shot of the original trailer that got me more hyped than anything was the wooden elevator going up into the yes. city. So is that the city? That's or the is big that... city, yeah. So that That's was Meridian. the city. Got it. Okay. 
my expectations are in check. You probably call other things cities. I mean, that, 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 but that's like the big. So that, I mean, yeah, because like, when I saw that, place, I thought, like, have you oh, been to Meridian? Like, that's just one of the environment. You know, when you see that in a trailer, you right. think, oh, there's gonna be lots of those. So that's that's there's one of those. So I play something again, like a Knights of the Republic or a Mass Effect, where it's just like I've been to so many different crazy environments with so many different people there, and it's like there's poor people, rich people, the big city, villages, snow, jungle, desert, forest. Like that's that's Horizon, and it's and like, again, like I had so much fun playing this. Like I I I wanted to do absolutely everything, and not because I felt some kind of like obligation to be a completionist about it. It was like every time I get another skill point, I get stoked. Like I just want I want to get all of these things. I think you you can you I eventually got enough points to buy every single skill but one, and I didn't want it, but it was like look, that's interesting. Oh, just in one playthrough without yeah. grinding too much, you yeah. basically can have and I cap you cap at fifty. What so. was the skill you didn't want? Um, I can take out mods. If I want to, like right now, if I add a mod to something, it, it deletes the old mod and then it can't, it's stuck there. And all my stuff was already pretty well modded out by that point. So I was like, all right, that versus uh, when I do a melee attack, if my health is super low, it does a lot more damage now. Mm -hmm. Like once I'm about to die, I get all raged out. So with the skills, when you got to the end of the game, when you got to the end of that 55 hours, was did you pretty much have everything? Yeah. Except for that one. Yeah. I, because that's something that always bums me out a little bit in an open world game where I feel like I, by the time I reach the credits, if I am playing pretty thoroughly, I just, I just have everything. I, I just personally prefer when I get to the end and there's so much left for me to do. Mm -hmm. And then I think about that next playthrough mm -hmm. and how I could play completely differently. Right. And then my mind starts running wild with all of these other possibilities and what the skills could do. And so that, I don't know, that kind of, there, there's not, you can make, there's pivotal story decisions that you make at certain points and you can decide whether to be angry, intelligent, or like all heart. You know, we're just like, that's not nice. <laughs> it's, it's literally like a fist, a heart, and a brain. And I went heart the whole way just to see what happened. I think I picked brain like once or twice. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't really say what that did. Like where, where that divided or clearly that changed this thing there. Or if that just like maybe changed the, her dialogue or something. But like. Not of the Captain Planet theme song stuck in my head. Oh, heart. heart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, our powers combined. The, the question that I have about that stuff, the heart, the brain, and the fist, is... <laughs> right. That's it the sounds name of my really second weird. gang. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, isn't that a Narnia novel? Or like, yeah. I, I would be annoyed if every time I picked brain, it was just sarcastic. Or every time I picked fist, it was... Like... Because I could see you being aggressive, but still very, very logical. And so... Does it get to the point where you're picking something you don't necessarily know what that's going to mean? No. It just seems too vague. I thought, I thought it was pretty straightforward. Okay. I mean, cl clearly it was like, uh, like there's one character, for example, I can't talk about who's like very harsh and very straightforward and very like, what's your problem, Aloy? Let's just get the job done. Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of opportunities for you to tell that character like, look, man, you need to like understand emotionally what's going on here. Or you can just be like, hey, yeah, I don't care. I'm with you. And so I, I chose to take the side of like, let's look back and think about how this affected this person that we just killed or screwed over or saved or whatever. You Kyle doesn't wuss. care. I, no, 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 no. I really don't. Kyle's, Kyle's I, fist all the way. I really don't like heart, brain, and fist. I really, really don't. Heart, it seems off to me it too. Yeah. It, 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 I, it didn't have like a huge impact sure. know, for me. Uh, I would, yeah, I'd much rather play 10 more hours of Horizon having be leveled up as I am now than go back and... It's just and, and start over. The person who I imagine the person who is picking brain and feeling <laughs> so smart for it, just like yeah, I always picked brain. It's like yeah, that doesn't make you smart. You just clicked on a brain, or just like yeah, I always picked fist. That's just the kind of gamer I am. It's like it makes me so mad. But I didn't always pick heart, even though that is kind of the gamer I am. But there were definitely some yeah. times where 
Um, I felt it was a climactic moment. I'm like, I really want to make my point here. You know, I really want to so show you that, like, fist? I've no, I never picked Fisk because Fisk was always just like, he's not Huber. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't um, understand this symbolism of dialogue that we've kind of gotten to. Fallout Four does that as well, where when you compare it directly to Fallout Three or Fallout New Vegas. In those two games, in those two previous games, you know exactly what you're going to say and how right. you're going to say it. And it's not that much reading. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could you could do it at a glance right. if yeah. you're familiar with reading. But yeah, these these why, things why pop can't up we like do that? Why is that going away? The narrative, so it's well, not... As I talked about in my college dissertation, the Ooh. symbolism of dialogue. Is this true? No. Oh. Uh, but like uh, I just thought that was read that right after nice. this podcast. Uh, no, I but I mean, like, it. I other other. I think Bioware. Somebody was talking about that, where they put the symbol so that you have an idea of. Because yeah, games that don't just put the entire dialogue of what you're actually going to say, which I do prefer. But I think they want it to keep going at the speed because it's fully voiced. So they want it to continue at a speed so that it seems like an unbroken dialogue. I don't buy it though because I think that's why they do. Because that. think about The Walking Dead. You know what you're going to say and how you're going to say it, and you have to make pretty quick decisions. And I never felt, oh man, I wish you would have truncated that but to in, a fist. But in Walking Dead, isn't it, isn't it always, well, it's a fist and it shows you a, a bit of what you're going to say, right? Uh, or is it just a fist, a brain, and a heart? I think, no, I think you get a line. Okay, a like an abbreviated. Okay, sure. Yeah. So this is just me not being familiar with Horizon, right. admittedly. Does that line up, because they do it sometimes where you'll get a short phrase, uh -huh. but it's not exactly... Right. No, yeah. it's not, yeah. It's, okay, it's, so it's, it's, it's close to what you're saying, Like, Bioware okay. does that, don't they? Where it's like, this is a sort of what you're going to say, and then you click it sometimes, you're just like, you know, your shepherd shall just be like, you know, like way harsher than you expected, and you're just like, whoa, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> that, that's definitely true, <laughs> but I don't remember too many times in Mass Effect where I felt... What? What is like the, yeah. where it was too simple? When that happened, I usually agreed. I was like, "Yeah, mm -hmm. good for yeah." That's how I would have said that. Toe the line. I just think sometimes it is brain to be heart, and sometimes it is brain to be fist. Oh yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. I use brain to be fist almost all the time. <laughs> yeah. So the brain and I use brain is really to be heart too. Maybe like a target. So it's like the tactical decision. You know, it's like, well, I want to be. But I mean, you know, that is that but, is heart and, and fist. You are being tactical. Yeah, you are being brain. What if Kyle Bossman's face was one of the dialogue options? <laughs> I would have to pick no, it. No. I'm conflicted. Right. That'd be the down, and it'd always right. be like a snarky, not constructive. But there, there, this literally does happen ten times. And like I just said, it doesn't. It, from it's what I can tell, it does not have a huge impact on the. Uh, sure. More than, yeah, yeah. I, more than I, I can tell, I got I had like a bad the heart version. I apologize. Of, not of not trying to necessarily dig into Horizon specifically. Right. It's just made me think about how dialogue in games in general. I'm just surprised changed. this conversation has turned out overly, overly negative. Because I, I will, I, I, I will say. Uh, it, it, oh, um, of all the issues that I have with the story, I cried in the credits. Like, the, literally post-credit, ah. not really post-credit scene, but post-end cutscene scene, I shed a tear. An honest tear I do not regret. I was like, that's a very cool story. Wow. Nice. That took, that took 40 hours to get to <laughs> to get to that point. And I was like, oh, relevance. Whoa, Jones. <laughs> relevance. You made me very excited to play the game, just um, with that statement. And I don't, yeah. Uh, and I'll just say the, the reason why, no spoilers, it is somber. What, what went mm. down on planet Earth sucked. That's, that's definitely not a spoiler. That's that we can right. all assume. That's fine. Yeah, but yeah. specifically detail I mean, by detail, like yeah. how yeah, yeah, yeah. what they meant to do and how. It, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes and no. We we oh. did some real dumb things and some pretty remarkable things at the same time. The right. elephant said, "Well, Jones, now you're getting close to spoiler territory. Yeah. Watch yourself, man." Uh, but I just, I mean, the I rem one of the reasons I like Neo a little bit more than Bloodborne and Souls 
that 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 or, or one thing that I get from Neo that I don't get from Bloodborne and Souls is when like a giant and like Souls when like a giant thing of armor just like ah comes at me and it's like I'm scared because that thing's got a health bar and is holding a weapon you know whereas like things in yokai look pissed things in yokai are looking at me you know we're like have eyes and have like aggression and have like stances and that is intimidating of them like changing a stance and like it, it just it seems like I'm, much, I'm fighting much more like a character mm. so like you have a ravager like totally stealth and then you like knock off his armor and he's in slow-mo and then he just turns at you with these red eyes and like while you're still in slow-mo running he just like and you like dodge and it's kicking up dirt like again i can't think of the game that does that i can't think of like this open world game that you have to dodge so fast and you have to hit things you can't just it's like oh i gotta lock on and then i just i gotta get close and i attack like you have to bullseye this very specific part and it's like a lot of things are like between legs. So like, oh, the, the, my weak point's underneath my body. So you literally have to follow like my legs moving back and forth. And then when the left leg moves forward, like there's my open. Just get it in there. That's cool. That's some movie stuff. And right like uh, a lot of things have like big vats of gel on them that is will either like, you know, uh, they'll use their fire abilities or their uh, ice spitting abilities. And if you take that out, they can't do it anymore. And if you're too close to them, when that blows up, it'll knock you back and on your ass. And I just like every time that happens, even though it's stunning me, I'm like, oh, I, I love that. Just that effect. Of like seeing like yeah that was a giant explosion that probably would and multiple knock me times over. as you've been discussing these awesome things in Horizon I, I I have that little thought in the back of my head that says this is this is coming from the Killzone studio yeah and that's a series I know a lot of people love it but that's a series that that I would play through and get some enjoyment of but never really stuck with me and to me see too. this huge shift and yeah. to have you sit here and say this is a good game I recommend this. That's pretty awesome. And I mean, from the and it, it it makes sense if this is their first like you know leaning more towards the realm of role playing that like the role playing aspects of this are not that great. That right. like, the story itself is good. It was just the way the story was told, the pace it, at who I was introduced to and what I was told to place importance on and when didn't really line up with what I was actually interested in. Right. It really didn't take until like the very end to be like, wow, you guys did a lot of work on this and you actually like did create an interesting story. One that will stand for the for the franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like a, even when I finished Assassin's Creed One, you're like, huh? It's like, yeah. okay, I kinda know who I am and kinda what's going on. And you finish Horizon, it's like, I I I'm ready. I'm ready for Horizon two. Like I know what happened. Uh, I'm ready to to continue this. And I and I think, you know, taking those, you know, critiques, I hope everyone's not just like Sunshine and Rainbows about this game, and they actually like challenge Gorilla. Like, mm-hmm. man, that like, the, I I think I was more excited about what you know Horizon Two could possibly do. Like, that could be five stars, no question. You know, but at the same time, it doesn't seem like one of those first entries where where you're like, okay, this this was the the pilot episode. Yeah, you know, this was mostly things you need to improve on. It seems like there's a lot more good than bad. And the reason you're excited for the sequel is because of what is so good about the first one. And the very easy steps that they can take to make improvements on right. this. There's so right. much about this game, they don't need to change at all. Like, please don't change this part here. It's great. Mm-hmm. Like, do, like, the combat's great. You know, the um, the, the zones. One thing I like uh, that uh, you don't hear me uh, saying anything negative about Red Dead, but... Uh, one thing in Red Dead Redemption that would frustrate me is I'm like, I need some coyote pelts. And I look at the mini-map and like, there's a coyote. So I'm like, all right. And I hit that spot and walk over there and like, yeah. coyotes? Anybody? You know, and it's like, if you like need a snap jaw, there's two of them there every time. You know, you go and like, there it is. That's where they are. Like, you can mark that on the map. There'll be a fast travel point near it. You can go straight there. So it's just like, they, they clearly knew like, fighting robots is this game. Like, everything around it is pretty good. But like, that one aspect is just absolutely dynamite. And, uh, um, 
yeah, there's only like three tiers of weapons. So again, it's just not like as deep as like many, many, many other role playing. Even like a GTA Five, it's just mm-hmm. not that. There's not that many options. But uh, that just never gets old. It's just super fun. Like uh, it just like I said, just last night. This was like the sixty to sixty five hours of this game that I've played now. Uh, and I was just like showing a friend, and he just kept okay, go this thing or go fight that thing or where are those other guys? And I was just like, this is fantastic, loving it. I know that time. I know Horizon has consumed most of your life mm. <laughs> the last two weeks. Have you been able to squeeze anything else in that you've been dying to talk about? Uh, I played Super Hot for the first time. Yeah, oh. that, was that was a great. good stream. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was very interesting to see people in chat be like, "You're playing this differently than me." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "There's ways to play this." Like, I think I was. <laughs> I think a lot of people. Uh, uh, interesting speedrun game. Talk about replayability. You know, like you're mm-hmm. really obsessed with it. And I was definitely taking the puzzle approach. Were you playing VR or regular? No. Oh, okay. uh, and uh, yeah, I was just playing on uh, Xbox One. Mm. Uh, but so, but I, I imagine there's a lot of people that like I never want to stop moving. You know, like I want to go through this and actually not stop. You know, actually not like literally stand still and just kind of stare at it and be like, okay. But uh, I think throwing weapons is the best thing that that game added. Like that, and that was one thing that like chat kept being like, Jones, throw your gun. Like oh, and just like that concept, is just like <laughs> shotgun, headshot, throw it, grab your katana, slash. Throw into that guy's shoulder, grab his pistol, shoot like. Oh, yeah. cool! So cool! Because cool. like generally does a lot of damage if you throw a pistol at somebody in that. It would just stuns them. Oh, and another thing. I'm sorry. Another thing about Horizon (laughs) is how I I get so tired now. I remember like back in the GoldenEye days when you would like shoot a guy and he'd go, if you like shoot, he's like, I'm about to shoot you. And like, oh, you just shot me. And like, then we shooters look so much better as we go along. And like, things just don't react when they get hit now. Like Call of Duty, like nothing, barely ever. It's like, you got to headshot me or just put a bunch of bullets into me. And like, I might like, as I like go to cover or go to the spot where I'm supposed to be at. Whereas like every little tiny thing you do to these robots, they react. If something's about to like gear up a big attack on you and you just shoot the the basic lowest damage arrow into its eye, it'll stop and go, ah, Mm -hmm. you know, and like shake it off. So it's just nice to like, uh, if you hold down the aim button, it'll close in on the reticle, and the farther it is from that reticle, the worse your aim's gonna be. So if you wanna just get an arrow out, you will you can do that, but if it's not close to you, you'll see it, like, if you, like, like, you know, veer off. But if you really wanna hit that, you gotta, like, hold it for a second and let it go. That's something I love so much uh, about Resident Evil 4 as well, where uh, shooting all of the different body parts, yeah. depending uh, on the situation, the, yeah. will give you an advantage, and the more that I experimented it around with that, the better at the game I got, is that also true in Horizon, where shooting all of these different parts might be useful depending on what you're trying to do or the situation? Oh, yeah. Like, the, the the bigger guys have the weapons that if you knock them off, you can use them, and that's, they're dead. Like, that's, yeah, if you, especially cool. if you pin them down and just walk right up to their face. Like, like, take a like you can't move, buddy. Go, go, go. Yeah. Cool. It's gratifying. Moving back to Super Hot. Right. Uh, that, it's, it's kind of a puzzle game. Definitely. I mean, it absolutely is a puzzle oh, yeah. It's not kind of a puzzle game. Uh, and I remember my playthrough of Super Hot. What would happen is I would kind of go in with a plan, and I would kill a guy, and his gun would be flying up in the air, and then I would catch a gun, and I'd have that moment and be like, "Nope, I could do something cooler." And that kind of thing just kept happening all the time. Yeah, uh, because it's so flexible, and because so m- you have you can do so many different things with just the simple mechanics of throwing, shooting, and slashing, and punching, and all that stuff. Uh, for anyone at home who's never heard of Super Hot. I would first describe it as a first-person shooter, so they have a good frame of understanding yes. of what yes. this actual game is, yes. and uh, then say it's got a puzzle element to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, time, time-based time mechanics. Yeah, because, right, when yeah. you stop, everything stops. A bullet in air stops. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and no, 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 yeah, that's not... Slows it considerably. Oh, okay, yeah, cool, bullets but still don't moving. fully stop. Yeah. Cool, cool. 
And then when you start moving again, it goes at full speed, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can. Ah! Oh! God, love it. All of your All phone, right. too, Kyle. That's a stinky one. We're, We're gonna take a one. quick break. <laughs> <laughs> We're back after an accidental coffee spill. Nothing was damaged, should be said. Everybody's fine, and we cleaned it up super quickly. Jones. You were talking. I might have about s- mental anguish, though. You have mental if, anguish. Yeah. If this was super hot, that wouldn't have happened. We would walk you know, backwards. I would have right? been like, "Oh, wait, my hand's close to that cup." Oh, got it. But no. Ah. Coffee into the water, into the next segment of this podcast. <laughs> have you finished super hot? Uh, I have not finished super hot. Okay. I just played about two hours for the stream. I'm uh, really curious when you do finish it. Okay. Maybe we can't talk about it on the podcast because of spoilers, but that ending is something else. That's another thing, yeah, about Super Hot. Yep. The 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 least said the better. The, yes, the least said the better. It is just more just like Portal. The eye. Just Ooh. like Portal. It's, yeah. it's less it's more than yet. just yes. levels that you do. Kyle, oh, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. That's really interesting. Yeah. It is not just a game that that says, "Hey, here's this cool idea." The way that it contextualizes that idea is Pretty awesome. That's yeah. exciting because it really. I thought Pretty it was just. Yes. I thought it was it, just it what I saw. It should be said. I took it at face value. I'm um, sorry I've about seen that. people that have kind of come out against the ending. Well, uh, and the story in general. I'm not, I'm not just focusing on the ending, but the story in general because there's ambiguity. But mm-hmm. I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty awesome take. Cool. Uh, that. Curiosity peaked. That was very, very, very creative. Yeah. yeah, I gotta play that game. The one other thing that I want to say, and you, you're the one with the the vibe, is I've heard everybody that has played it in VR says, "Yes, regular super hot is awesome. VR yes. super hot is the way to go." Oculus yeah. exclusive. Oculus exclusive. O- oh, it's Oculus exclusive. So I need to. Okay. I need to. Revive. Yeah. A lot of people to. are playing with VR. I gotta revive. work around that. With. What? Revive. It's the way to play it Oculus. It allows you to play Oculus, but it we turns off that, that stupid oh, thing. Okay. We, shouldn't, we shouldn't talk These about that. These are okay. I did not know that. A little dubious. Oculus exclusive. <laughs> the, the VR exclusive thing is really weird. Did y'all hear John say coffee? <laughs> like a boss tonight. Wait, what did he say? Coffee. He says, he says now and then, instead of now and then. See, Kyle, the reason, the reason that that doesn't phase me is uh-huh. I can... Jones can do any voice, as far as I'm concerned. Ah, <laughs> so, personal. if he's in the middle of a sentence and mm-hmm. he just coffee? has a British accent, <laughs> or he says coffee with a Boston accent, it doesn't even phase me. That's just that's yeah. just him speaking. Jones, I gotta say, you did a really good John Oliver because I think when people do John Oliver, is they just do a British accent. But right. you did you did a John Oliver earlier today. That's well, pretty thank cool. You. Nice. Don't show. Don't. No, don't I'm not do doing it. it now. Don't do it. That don't was just for him. Kyle. Just know that Jones has a good one. But yeah. stay tuned. You might get it maybe later. Yeah. Not in this podcast, but another show. Yeah. Easy Alex. Stop that. <laughs> uh, you can support us on our Patreon. <laughs> Spill some more coffee, Jones. <laughs> Contract. Kyle, there was a game, and you you always play unexpected games. I would say whenever you come on Frame Trap, you have a list of games that. I certainly couldn't predict the way that I could probably predict some other people's, what they've been playing. I'm sorry, um, Ben. <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't calling out you specifically. And, and that's not a bad thing. We got we to gotta talk I about the I think his unpredictability well. is predictable now. We always okay. know he's going to oh, play yeah. some right. garbage. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. You also can't look forward to what Kyle's going to say because, you know. But the excitement that you had for this particular game. <laughs> yes. Caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. What is that game? Psychonauts in The Rhombus of Ruin. Or Rhombus of Ruin. Look, if you Google Rhombus of Ruin, you're going to find this game. Uh, this is a very cool <laughs> VR-only game uh, in that it is designed for VR specifically, and you get that sense, and it is a complete VR game. Now, is, I think... what's up? Is it exclusive to PSVR, or is it, it on is for any now. VR? It's exclusive to PSVR okay, for now. Okay. 
who knows how long that deal is. They don't, they're not too vocal about those things. Mm. Uh, it's really good. When it was first announced, hey, we're making a Psychonauts game for PSVR. I shrugged my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. It was a, it was a pronounced shrug. Yeah. Uh, it's not, they're not phoning this in. This was made by people who are curious about making a VR game and made a very cool, compact, interesting VR game. Uh, the first thing I should say about it, and I think it is why it is not reviewing particularly well, is it is a short game with little to no replay value. Mm. There, uh, w- I played it. You know, I like to take a knee. I like to look around. I like to be in an environment. I like to feel it. I spent two hours in this game. So you could feasibly spend wow. much less and complete the game. So it's a 20 minute game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it's a $20 game. That is I, worth saying. Yeah. I've, played an, I've played an hour of it and I'm not finished yet. Yeah. Oh, so that, okay. How many knees said. have you taken? I've have done you... a lot of staring straight up. Oh, Ooh, mm-hmm. nice. It, it is $20, which is expensive for the amount of time that you're getting. Yeah. But I think it is so well designed and I think the story that they take you through is really, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing is essentially, and, on the, and the way they introduce you to all the mechanics is great yes. as well. And I do want to touch on that. Yeah. Uh, but you're you're kind of locked in a room, or you're locked in an area, and because you're a psychonaut, you can jump in the minds of other things. So there will be this guard, and you jump in his mind, and he's looking at a panel of buttons, and you're like, oh, what do these buttons mean? And then you kind of jump to another person, and you try to find the code. And that process is fun because they're not giving you too much. I, I always felt like, oh, all right, maybe maybe if I look up, oh, there's something over there. And the way that it uses VR and the whole environment to, to kind of place clues is really, really satisfying when you figure it out. Like, oh, there's something, there's something underneath me or there's something behind me. If I can warp to that guy to look at that thing, there it is. Uh, and they're cre- so far in the hour that I've played, they keep throwing new things at you uh, that are that are pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, and that I think is already born out of uh, how tricky it is to make a VR game where you walk around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil Seven did it, uh, but I think this was born out of hey, you know, it, it gets tr- it gets tricky, it gets complicated doing movement and VR, mm-hmm. and so we have this thing where we hop into other bodies. Uh, and animals. You can go through animals too and things like that. Uh, yeah. And so I think a lot of what the game, the game's puzzle mechanics are built around are fun things to do in VR. You know, you can pick up items and then bring them closer and move them away. That's just a fun thing to do in VR. And you can be accurate with it because you're using your head as your cursor, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I love picking up things and looking at them. But then also, you, you can burn things, you can blast things. Uh, and. That's just fun. It is. <laughs> that's just a fun thing to do is pick something up with your mind and burn it. That's that's. <laughs> it's just an idea of, hey, let's make a fun video game. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Psychonauts helps it. It helps that this is a Psychonauts game. I've never played Psychonauts. Mm-hmm. And I don't care that I haven't. I still had a really fun time playing this game. Uh, it goes to Ben even after that first hour. Very interesting places that I did not expect it to. Uh, it does seek to tell a story and I think succeeds in telling a story. And on top of all those things, I think is the best looking VR game I've played, uh, PSVR game I've played. So I, the hour that I played, I did yeah. it before I had to rush over here to record this podcast. I was enjoying it so much that 
I left the PSVR and the PS4 on, so the second I get home, I can just <laughs> flip that baby on and finish it. I don't know if that was a wise idea. That wasn't a wise decision. Not a wise decision. <laughs> but I, I wonder because, I mean, it's like you said, RE7 was the first game to do the full experience of, of a game a full, that, yeah. that, yes, was a, you know considered VR and was aware mm-hmm. of VR going into it, but maybe that wasn't, like, the point of RE7 was not VR. It just, mm-hmm. like, accommodated it, yeah. specifically on Sony's console. Uh, and so maybe this is a game you were buying regardless of whether you're doing PSVR, but like not for Robinson Ruin, you're buying this for VR. And Double Fine is making the effort to get out there and be one of those first publishers we've all been asking, or one of the first devs, that we've all been asking for to just make that game that is made for this system, belongs on this system, you cannot get this experience any other way, yeah. and this game will then lead the charge for hopefully other people to jump in. I'm not surprised that game's 20 bucks. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just not I don't think the the market is at a point right now where it's just like, oh, I have so many of these, you know, inclusive like, you know, probably play in one session fun VR experiences made by a publisher developer that I trust. Um yeah, I, th- I think we have to, you know, spend a little bit more on this VR stuff than we're, we want to at the moment to just kickstart it and get it going so we can get to a point where these come down to $10, $5. Because there's a lot more. You yeah, know. you're paying a VR tax. Uh, Kyle, you mentioned how fun it was to just use the powers and burn things and pick things up and bring them closer and throw them away. What I like is it doesn't just stop there. It doesn't just say, okay, you know, we're going to give you a little bit of room to mess around. But I feel like the developers thought, all right, how are people going to play this game? How are we going to mess around? And what jokes or little secrets mm-hmm. can we include for you doing those things? Because the first area that you're in is a ship, and you can open all of these compartments. And as you open them, uh, they'll, they'll, you'll find something. It'll drop out, and they'll have a comment. Like, there's this, there's this suitcase that drops down, and it opens, and there's this like these, these record players in there, and it starts playing music, and everybody starts dancing. There's this guy in the bathroom, and how you interact with the toilet paper he'll have a different response. And so it kind of makes you think, oh, if I do this, what is the game going to say? And that's a really satisfying process Mm -hmm. to kind of comb over every inch of these areas and be surprised every single time when it's like, no, they thought I would do this dumb little thing. Uh, That's really cool. Yeah. It's a, it's, Batman is really good. Batman might still be my favorite VR game. Batman, you're standing and mm-hmm. you're holding the two controllers, you know, uh, and so you have two hands and you can you can take a knee. Mm-hmm. This game, you're sitting down the whole time. It's designed right. to be sitting down. Uh, but I think there has it has its advantages. You don't have little squirrely hands like Batman has sometimes, <laughs> uh, and uh, it, it's better at tracking because you are just sitting there the entire time. And so yeah, there, there's definitely advantages to have a sitting only game, and the controller just works well. You never have to worry about whether you're picking that thing up or not. You're just aiming at it and picking it up, which is pretty cool. Uh, I want to talk about the humor a little bit. Sure. Because something that I... I think the game is funny, Mm -hmm. uh, but something I respected about the humor is I feel like they made the interactions kind of the focal point where it, it wasn't trying to beat you over the head with a joke every few seconds. You were just having fun manipulating things with your head using these powers and then once in a while it would throw a joke in there i think that level of restraint Mm -hmm. was nice yeah uh because it 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 made it so it just the 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 humor didn't get tiresome in the way that that some other games that that are trying to be funny get i think there's no jack black in this game there's no jack (laughs) black 
Uh, is that a dig on Brutal Legend? Yeah, that was a Brutal Legend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is that? Yeah, there's a connection there. Yeah. yeah. Having played through the original Psychonauts and and loved it, and you know, it's a very highly regarded game. And now you've played Rhombus Room and you didn't have that experience. Does this yeah. make you want to go back and check out Psychonauts? It does actually. I was thinking about that when I was playing it. Uh, I was I was surprised. I was surprised at what Double Fine pulled off with this game. Because uh, I I played through a bunch of Double Fine games and I love them big time, like Costume Quest and mm-hmm. Stacking. Mm-hmm. And I really thought that was going to be the optimum of Double Fine's output going forward. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. So why why did you think that? Why did you think that was going to be the peak? Uh, uh, once Brutal Legend failed, once it flopped, uh, mm-hmm. that was published by EA, I believe. Uh, I thought, okay, they're making teeny weeny games from here out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. most likely. You know what had me worried? Mm-hmm. Uh, Broken Age. Right, 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 and yeah. Broken Age, and Broken split Age into two was, parts, yeah, and the like, second part is most of the first part. Things Broken like that. Age, yeah. Broken Age really let me down. Yeah, yeah. It was a game where I thought, oh, the first part is okay, and then the second part just didn't do it for me. Uh, the way some of those puzzles were designed, the way the humor was interjected, it just, it didn't click. But Psychonauts feels very, Ramos of Ruin feels very lean in a good way, and I know we talked about that short mm-hmm. length and the price, and maybe they have that, that not matching up, but man... I, there's there hasn't been a puzzle so far where I'm like okay I've got to get through this you know yeah. it's got a it's got a good pace to it yeah and it, it there's there's kind of a fun oh yeah I, I like it I really like uh the way you solve puzzles is just finding that item and as opposed to just like uh I've got a whole bunch of things and what do I do with these things mm-hmm. it's you got to search for it as you said and interact with an environment that you are in VR is cool you are in environments VR is so cool VR is very cool. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, if you have a PSVR, check it out. Obviously, that's a tall order. It's very, very expensive to have uh, both of those things. So yeah, I realize it's not practical for everybody, but I do want to commend the game. It's a very, very good VR game. Kyle, you've been uh, the most invested in PlayStation VR out of all of us, Mm -hmm. um, and you've tried the most stuff. When people listen to this and, and you say, oh, Psychonauts is really cool, this other little game is really cool, do you think you're at a point where you could confidently recommend somebody dropping the money on a PlayStation VR? No. If you're the type of person who thinks, oh, I might regret it, don't buy it. Don't do that. Because mm-hmm. you will regret it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're that kind of person, don't do it. No. You'll hit that point within yep. a month where you're like, hmm. you put it on within, the shelf. Within like, the yeah. day. Check it out later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you personally have any regrets? No. Nice. I'm, not a, I'm not a regretful person. Mm-hmm. Uh... What's done is done. What's done is done. It seemed like you very much knew what you were getting into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, knew he was buying a mid-tier experience. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's been so worth it to me. To me, <laughs> absolutely. It obviously, yeah. I you know I don't ever like to talk about dollars, but uh, yeah, it's it's been worth Kyle it. Kyle Bossman has played a Batman game that I have not, and that's important to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hop that, in, that's, Jones. That's meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. I've played it. Ugh. Whoa. You played Batman? Like, ha- like you know. An hour. I mean, I play. Okay. I just haven't since it, since it came out. I haven't played it. Oh, it's so cool. I know. It's I so, liked, so cool. I liked rewinding time to try to put that crime scene together. Um, yeah, that is fun. I thought that was a cool thing to do. Case Rambus of Ruin. It just you're just you're going through one consistent storyline, one th- consistent environment. It's just one complete game to me. I realize it's very short, but I respect any game that can pull it off. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very cool. I mean, a lot of VR games do. Sorry, a lot of VR yeah. games do do that thing where it's like, okay, you're done with this vignette. We're gonna fade to black. And come back up on another thing. Like, I was really surprised that Rush of Blood did that. Like, between levels, there are levels. Like, between levels, it'll fade to black, 
and then you'll come back up, and the guy will talk to you for a second, then you'll go down the little, in the mouth, and then it'll fade to black again, oh. and it comes back for the level, and I was just like, ugh, ugh, like the card, <laughs> to me in my mind, I mean, I'm not a VR designer, but to me the cardinal rule of VR should be never break the reality, because that's the point of VR, virtual right. reality, like always keep it, like, don't break, there's a term for this, but I can't remember what it is, but like, Never break the the consistency of your view, you know. Oh, I will say there are fades to black. Then. Oh, well, then Ram is a ruin. Okay, bad news. Shouldn't break. Should never fade to black. That's like a lot of VR games. Like Google Earth has that because you got to load maps. Obviously, I mean it's like, a loading thing. It's the the Brookhaven experiment, the gun game that's uh, um, you know, you're loading levels. So yeah, you're you're in an environment with the menu, and then when you're when you pull out of that, it fades to black, fades up. Uh, this yeah. isn't a one to one comparison by any means, but with both the the PlayStation Move, the Wii Remote. The connect sort of these new technologies that people were trying to figure out. I definitely remember a moment where I, I realized they're not going to figure this out. That we've we've passed the point of no return. Mm. Oh boy! With VR, especially with Resident Evil Seven and Rhombus of Ruin, I, I feel like we're climbing over that mountain. That that we can get there. That maybe this could hang on. And that's super exciting to me. Sure, I hear you. Because with Connect or Move, and this is not true for, for the remote specifically, but with, with those two examples, there was never a game where I could say, oh, they have this consistent world that you go through where this technology really helps that story, like it does in Rambus of Ruin. Like, the way that yeah. they integrate narrative, mm -hmm. world, mechanics, it all melts together in a beautiful way where you're like, no, I love this video game. Yes. I don't love this gimmick. I love this video game. Mm -hmm. That's a very important distinction, yeah. I think. Absolutely. To me, the only PlayStation Move game that ever really nailed it was Johann Sebastian Joust, which is right. included in Sports Friends, I think. That's how you get it on the PlayStation. I played it on a PC using the Move controllers before it was, like, in that package. And it actually worked better before it was in Sports Friends. It's like either too sensitive or not sensitive enough, but anyway. I do think we have to explain what that is. It's it's a game where it... I mean, it seems like they're maybe doing some stuff like this with the Switch, but everyone is holding move controllers, and the music is playing, and when the music is slow, everyone has to go slow because the sensitivity on your move controllers is ratcheted way up. This would be an amazing stream game for us, by the way. It probably um, would. It probably would be. Yeah. Um, but, uh... So, like, you have to move really slowly, and your whole point is trying to knock someone's hand so that their thing moves too far, and then it, like, it'll go and turn red, and then you're out, you know? You're trying to knock him with the hand not holding the controller. Right, guys. right, right. Right. And, uh, but then when the music is fast, you can move really fast because the sensitivity on the controller is down. Mm -hmm. so, so then you need to really, like, jostle somebody to make them knock them out of the box, you know? And it's magnificent. But I remember <laughs> on, I think it was not sensitive enough on the PlayStation, uh version the sports friends version but yeah oh man that is a great anyway that's a great move game but yeah that was like the only one <laughs> double fine made that sesame street game might mm -hmm. be great once upon a monster i've heard very good things about it actually it. might be great and i watched videos of it yeah. i didn't is it old it myself but yeah is it? it's from the connect era on oh, 360 game? yeah i feel like you can never count double fine out uh now i won't yeah i won't now they seem like a company that even when they even when they make a mistake, they won't make that mistake again. And they're always trying something different enough that they made it in good faith. Yeah, they made, yeah, you know, they, yeah. They, 
they were they trying some ulterior motive. Work. They're not right, out, right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Ian Hink. Hi. It's time to move to you. Okay. What have you been up to? Uh, well, my sister was in town for five Ooh. days for because her birthday was on the twentieth and mine's on the twenty fourth. So like we like to get together. Uh, you know. So that was that. But while they were here, her boyfriend was also there. Uh, I built a Raspberry Pi retro pie. Okay. And loaded it up with some old faves. Some ROMs um, that you ripped off your carts? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> some old some old faves that I owned previously. Mm-hmm. Um, Completely legal mm-hmm. actions being mm-hmm. taken place here. Rediscovered some old loves. What are what are the Ian old favorites? What does Ian put on a Raspberry Pi? Uh, well, I put a lot of, you know, Sonic, uh, some, some Mario. Uh-huh. Uh, realized how bad I am. At these games, <laughs> like everybody's still. bad at Sonic. Yeah. everybody's bad at Sonic. No, everybody. No. <laughs> Sorry, I can't let this slide. Ben is not bad at Sonic. No, Sonic. Go I'm watch. Right go at. watch that Sonic Two full playthrough. Yeah. When did you do a full playthrough of Sonic Three? Through it. When did you do that? Scheduled a couple hours. Was done way below. Time. You did a when full playthrough of Sonic Allies. Yeah. Oh did, yeah. Did you get all the Chaos Emeralds? I did not get all the Chaos Emeralds. Then you suck, man. <laughs> No! This is a good playthrough of that game! Good. Get good at Sonic! Get the Chaos Emeralds! I, I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed. Okay. I'm so impressed. I don't even know You're, what the Chaos Emeralds The Chaos Emeralds is a good thing, to, but I will let, I'll let the viewers decide. <laughs> suck or not suck, Sonic 2. Give us that, that choice. Um, but Mario, Sorry. I am Tweet bad at, at Mario. Trailer Jones. <laughs> Tweet at Trailer Jones. <laughs> suck or not, not suck. suck. Yes, please, let me down. I'll start a poll. Oh, God. Jones, you might have to mute some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, Doctor Mario is a lot of fun. Doctor Mar- okay, so I got an NES Classic. Was playing Doctor Mario. Yeah, NES uh, Classic Dr. is Mario. what started me on this Easy trail. Easy to forget. Yeah, great game, great puzzle game. I got that NES Classic, and I was like, oh boy, uh-huh. retro games. I remember. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I wish I had a Super, and I wish I had a, you know, Genesis Classic and stuff. And I was like, I'll just get a Retro Pie, and I'll have them, you know. And then, um. Yeah, the Tetris Dr. Mario combo game where you can do the mix and match mm-hmm. where wow. yeah, where first you play Tetris and then you play a Dr. Mario and then you play another Tetris. This was an match. NES game? Super Nintendo Super NES. I did not know of this wow. game's existence. Yeah, it was like a combo. Huh. So they were like weird Super Nintendo combos like remember um Super Mario All Stars oh, that yeah. had like yeah. all the NES games. Yeah, and but you Super wouldn't Mario. be like doing a level of Mario Two and then it's like no, okay, no, time no. for three. Well, yeah, it's oh. it's two player. Well, that that would have been a dynamite. Awesome. That would have been cool. Yeah, been really yeah. but uh, no, this one is like it's called mixed mixed match or mixed yeah mixed match I think. Uh, and so first you do uh, a level of Tetris where there are some like garbage things on the like blocks on the bottom B type yeah B type and you're trying to clear like 20 lines or whatever mm-hmm. you have the difficulty set to mm-hmm. and then it, this is two player mode you know that we were doing um, and then once you beat that whoever beats that first they move on to the next mode and the other person still has to finish that mode we you can set it to 3 5 or 7 minutes and then um, you do a Dr Mario and based on your difficulty you have to clear a certain number of viruses cool, cool. um and then the last mode is Tetris A type, where you kind of just go until the time runs out. Yeah, yeah. And whoever has the highest score wins. Cool. Over the all three matches, it's pretty great. 
It's not like Puyo Puyo Tetris where it's like a mixture of both and it's phenomenal. I was kind of hoping that. God, I'm looking forward to that game coming out in English. Game of the year. Puyo Puyo Tetris. Don't sleep on it. Puyo Puyo Tetris, man. For real contender. I... That has to be a group stream. Oh my god, for sure. When it does that come out? When does it come out? Is it, it's not launch on Switch. No, it's coming no, to everything else too, right? 2017. Please be I, excited. Right. I could be totally wrong on this, 4. but I think I think it's May or around there. Summer, I feel maybe. like it's a month or two after Switch comes out. That's why I feel All right. Like thank, that, you, yeah, thank you, Kyle. Thank you for letting me know. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's great. Got a, got a question uh-huh. about Raspberry Pi. I feel like there's a natural inclination, and maybe this is just a bit more inclination, where you start thinking about things you want to put on there. Oh, yeah. And you go, well, I've got to have this, and i got to have this, and yeah. it just snowballs to, yeah. well, I might as well have every old game. Yeah. <laughs> is which, that happening I, to you? I guess you can do. You can you can download a thing that's like literally every version of every game ever. And uh-huh. like by every version, I mean like there are six versions of a game you've never heard of <laughs> because it came out in four different countries, yep. you know? like. Uh, I was like, no, <laughs> you know, I was actually sticking to games that I'd owned. Okay. Uh, you know, good. And, um, uh, and like, you know, lost Vikings and these things. Mm, yes. Like, yes. Remembering old games. I was like, yes. yeah, I never actually beat that. And yep. I know mm-hmm. I won't now, you know, but it's like, yeah, that, that, but here's the thing. Raspberry Pi is, it's not. It's not an entry level kind of thing. I was really oh, okay. glad that my cuz my sister's boyfriend is a he's a programmer and I was glad to have him around. <laughs> cuz like there were a couple of things where I was like what is going on and like there was no sound at first. So we had to like type suda nano blah blah like in the command line and like that exactly? get into the suda suda something. Is suda is like the 51? Yeah. S U D A I think or sudo. S U D O is how you in Linux, I guess, like say, give me all of my admin privileges. So like basically Sudo. let me do this. Sudo. So yeah, you have to go in and edit like the config file <laughs> and force it to use Whoa. <laughs> HDMI audio. I threw my pen. So You're gonna need that later. I had to need that later. Okay. No, I have okay, a second okay. pen. Um, was that intentional? No, just... that was not. Uh, <laughs> I just really needed to make that point. Anyway, so yeah, I had to do and like there is some input lag. I'm using PS4 mm. controllers, and sometimes weird stuff will happen. Like in Mario, like you'll go two steps instead of one, Ooh. which sort of is a problem. That's a big um, problem in <laughs> Mario. Yeah. That's and a big and there, there are, I guess, some weird that things just, you can do to try to fix it. But That would just plague me every yeah, time I play yeah. like, oh, it's, what's... It's not great. And I'm playing it on projector, which might exacerbate it a little bit, but I don't really think so. All these factors. But like... Uh, it's pretty magnificent, though, okay. to just be like, hey, look, we can play any of these games. Like, you know, although Castlevania Symphony of the Night was uh, not playing sound effects some of the time. Ooh. It was Ooh. very weird. There is apparently a fix. That's that's what I'm trying to say is like, you can make it work perfectly, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to make it work yourself with weird. You're still getting there mm-hmm. in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Playing the NES Classic a bunch recently, mm-hmm. something that I loved that I realized I could not do as a child, right? I would get a game every so often, mm-hmm. you know? If I was lucky in a short period of time, maybe that was once a month. Or maybe I would rent two games a month. Sometimes yeah. it would be, all right, this is the only game I'm getting for the next three months. I love with the NES Classic where you have that moment, you just run into an nasty boss, you get that game over screen, just go. 
Another game. Have yeah. a little Kirby. Yeah. Are you doing that as well with yeah, the Raspberry yeah, Pi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. We were playing. We were we were bashing our head against something, and we were just like, "Well, new game." Right. <laughs> like, you don't have to suffer through it. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure that happens. But it is interesting to be like, the NES Classic is amazing. Has thirty really good games on it, and I'm happy that I have it. But the NES Classic made me really thirsty for other stuff. Where I was like, man, I wish I had this and that and the other thing. And now that I do, having this, having the Retro Pie where I do have all the games I've ever owned for like Genesis and everything, going back, it makes me realize like the NES Classic is so solid mm-hmm. and well designed. Mm-hmm. I do wish that like on the on the Raspberry Pi, if you hit start and select at the exact same time, it kicks you out of the ROM and you can pick something else. I do wish you could do that on the NES Classic where you don't have to get up. Um, you know, because I'm lazy, but like... The 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 NES Classic is a very well made machine, and if they bu- yeah. if they put out a Super Nintendo one, I will buy that as well. Like, so, yeah. The the thing for me is I also have a Retron. Yeah. And sometimes that thing just doesn't work. Like, okay, uh-huh. this game isn't supported, or okay, it's randomly freezing up on me here. Whereas I just plug in that NES Classic, it works. <laughs> and it just works, and they it look gorgeous. Just works. They, they look that really is good. The major selling point of the NES it, Classic yeah. for me. I always yeah. feel terrible. Talking up the NES Classic because you can't just go and buy it. Very hard to get, which is awful. They need to just make more. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. whatever. But um, and then you know Neo. Neo. The (laughs) the people want more Neo discussion. I love Neo. I think about it almost all the time. I like my sister. My sister was here, you know, and you know I love her to pieces. And it was her birthday, and she's like, "Let's go to Disneyland." And I was like, "It's President's Day weekend." It's going to be really crowded and pretty expensive. Peak prices, you know. We ended up going and just going to Disneyland and not going to California Adventure just to save the money. And also, it was like a good thing because the lines were so busy, we would not have had time. We were there until midnight and still... I mean, we got to do everything that we wanted to do. Yeah, I don't get it. Why park hopper? Why do it? I mean, if you're there at 7 in the morning yeah. and it's not a busy time, you need both parks to fill yeah. the day. I, I will never be a park hopper, but every time... <laughs> I see it. I think of Brandon Jones, sure. where he's just Jones is hopping parks, hopping right? Parks. Where well, he's, I got the pass, so yeah. Where like, yeah. If, if I bought the 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 park hopper, I feel like I'd be putting extra stress on myself. Yeah. How do I get all of this done in one well, day? Well, when we right. were there together the, the one time, we got both parks and did it fine. We, no, we got I, there. I still felt stressed. <laughs> yeah. I still yeah. felt. I still felt like, how are we going to make this all happen? You can go spend to these whole parks. Not right. Going to the parks is not for fun. Whereas I feel yeah, like Jones is such an es- expert. Yeah. Where he could be like, well, what do you what do you want your experience to be like today? Where he could give <laughs> yeah. you yeah. maximum efficiency in mm-hmm. multiple different ways. It's my family goes to Disney World a lot. Uh, it's like their family vacation, right? So we would mm-hmm. go every year or whatever. And we're we're to that point where it's. I, I almost I, di- I didn't vocalize this last time we were there, but I was all I almost said, why are we even doing this? Because <laughs> we have it. We have the all five parks or whatever hopper. How many mm. parks are there? Yeah, whatever. But um, we have the hopper for all of them, and we'll do a thing where it's like, okay, we get up at at eight or whatever. We get to Animal Kingdom. We do Everest. We see the uh, Finding Nemo musical. We go on, you know, this and that. And then, and then uh, we leave. We or we eat lunch. We leave. We go to MGM. You know, like it's it's a checklist, and it's the same every single year. You got to mix it up. It's so great. It's so you funny. You got to go to that me. petting zoo. You got to take. No, a break. I know, right? Sometimes you have <laughs> yeah. to be like, let's try this. Go on the safari. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but oh man, Finding Nemo musical is really cute. Though. Wow, I'm 
Oh, I it's, cool. it's really good. I was too busy doing ah. a safari. <laughs> Finding Nemo musical at, okay. at Animal Kingdom is very good. Also, they I don't know if this is new. They, I don't recall this being there last time, but um, it was very busy, and we were on. We wanted to go on the uh, Indiana Jones ride, which is only at Disneyland, not at Disney World. Correct. And um, yes, and um, they had a single riders inquire here sign. Okay. Um, by the standby mm-hmm. thing, which I'd never seen, I'd never noticed before. It looked yeah. new. And so we walked up there, and they're like, uh, "Standby line this way," uh, uh, you know. And I was like, oh, "Oh, what about single riders?" And she goes, "How many of you are there?" And I'm like, three. you know," which is a strange question, but like they get that we're trying to game the system, and they go, "Okay, take this little card, this little pink card, mm-hmm. and walk up the exit." And I'm like, "All right," and like we're going for a very long time, right, against the grain up the exit, and I think this is what um, handicapped people do as well, but. So we went to a, a attendant, you know, way in there. We'd walked for like six minutes up the exit. And then she's like, are you single riders? And she's like, okay, wait here. So we waited here for like two minutes. And then she took us into another like other line. And then we waited there for a couple of minutes. And then this guy told us, okay, go over there and tell them you're, you're a single rider and show them your little ticket. And she goes, okay, go up this elevator to two. Walk over, get on a different elevator to go down right. back to one. Right, just to get over it. Yeah. Just to get over the ride. And then and then hand your ticket to the person and they'll let you on. And then, uh, so the guy, we, we do all that and we're like, what is going on? And then we get over there and the guy's like, single riders? And he's like, yeah. He goes, I can take three of you. And there, so there are three of us. So we went on, we wound up sitting next to each other anyway. Right, which is the gamble, you don't know. Right, right, which you don't know. But uh, we, it, we lucked out. But we got through a two-hour line in ten minutes. It was single confusing and rules. weird. Single, rider single rider is the rider. way. Yeah. Cars ride. Cars. At, Matterhorn. Yeah. Like, there, yeah. Matterhorn was closed. Not many of them do but, it. Yeah. It happens. But you wanted to talk about Neo, didn't you, Ben? I got it. I <laughs> anyway, no, no, no. <laughs> I really but thought no, that story was going to end with we were just at the we were just outside. Yeah, yeah, they just kicked us out. (laughs) Never got to go on the ride. Open a door. It was the exit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so I'm sure work there. Yeah. Also, the the boulder didn't roll down. There's supposed to be when he's hanging from the rope. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes broken. One of the last times I went on there, we stopped in there for like two minutes. Oh yeah. We stopped like right, like underneath him, just like yeah. Right. It was great. (laughs) He stopped talking. Was like I was stuck. I was stuck for 30 minutes in the haunted mansion one time in the dining room. It was the greatest thing. That's where you want to get stopped. Happened. You got to see all those details. My dad and I were just—it was Disney World. We were sitting there, like just looking at all the deets. Like realize that they're in three groups of, uh, three groups of six. So it's like six, six, six. Mm. I was like, whoa! Ooh, <laughs> I was like, that's cool. Jones, I, anyway. I, I have to comment on your frame trap etiquette because I think it's this is one of the best things that I've that I've noticed is the last time, mm. uh, you and Ian were in a frame trap. You. <laughs> Had a nice theme park segment as well. And Jones, when you're listening to other people describe games, you're kind of you're sitting there. And I can I can tell you're paying attention. You know, you're nodding. You're you're following along. You might have a question every once in a while. But when Ian or somebody else is describing Disneyland oh, yeah. or another theme jumping. park, you're like, yes, yes, that is what happens. Oh well, if you do this, like you're just you're in yes. there, man, in a totally different way. Um, sure someone else brought it up. Yeah. Uh, can I say one of my favorite things about the Indian and Jones line? Yeah, ah. there's those dumb bamboo st- yeah. sticks, bamboo staffs, bamboo stalks, stalks, stalks. Yeah, uh, one of them is made of rubber, and you can just go up and grab it, and it goes, <laughs> and the re- the others aren't. Do you that's know what that's great. supposed to do? 
No. The ceiling's supposed to collapse. Yeah, you're supposed to trigger something with that. Oh, what? The ceiling goes and comes down. And then if I grab the rubber one? If you grab it once, it's like reset, yeah. So the whole point is that like down. you have a bunch of people in line that don't know what's supposed to happen. And one guy goes, oh, and pushes it. And it bends. Oh. And the ceiling, oh. See, see I love this. Oh, okay. I've been in that line four times. No idea you can do that. Yeah. Jones, yeah. all right, this is why like, that happened. That was stuff that like the Imagineers like put a lot of work into it. And they designed yeah. all the tech. And then like two hour, yeah. two years after the ride was open, they're like, I'm tired of fixing this thing. Like, yeah, just, yeah. So like, now it's just a rubber, it's it's just, just yeah. rubber bamboo. Thing, yeah. So you think Neo is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I do really quick. No, go ahead. Disney does a great job you of go lines. Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and I said, we were in Space Mountain, last, Hyper Space Mountain last night, yeah. and uh, I looked over the edge, and there were some cleaning supplies, like a bucket and, and some Windex, nice. and I, I said to my sister, I'm like, that's some Universal Studios shit right there. <laughs> I was like, get that out of here. I was like, I was like, what is this? I'm you in know? space right now. I know. I'm, in sp- I'm in a space airport. And then my sister goes, I don't know, it's actually conceivable that they might have some cleaning supplies at a space airport over there. And yeah. I'm like, you're right, Disney redeemed. <laughs> I, I want to now use that for other things. Like this is some Universal Studios nonsense. Yeah. Oh, it's it's real. The differences are palpable. But I mean, like, what, what about Don though? Don't do that. to Oh Don. no 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 no. But here's the thing. Well, I mean, it's Don's favorite. Saying there's, that is a personal insult. Yeah. To Don. Well, there be. is a caveat though because uh, the theming of Universal Studios is that you are behind the scenes at a movie studio. Right. Yeah. So they're not trying to create. Yeah. You know, except for with Harry Potter. But like. Whatever. They anyway. lost a the theme. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Neo. So I'm April twenty fifth. Is oh uh, for Puyo, Puyo for Tetris. Puyo Puyo Tetris. Puyo Tetris. PlayStation four and Nintendo. And what month is this right now? February. February still. Near the end of February. So that's two away. Shortest month though. We're almost done. Mm-hmm. Woo. Almost through it. And uh, we got a code for uh, Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Ruin. I did not pay for it. Oh. So you may review copy provided by PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't say that before. Review copy provided by PlayStation. Using that one now. (laughs) (laughs) Super creepy. PlayStation. PlayStation. What did you just say? PlayStation. Neo. Um. So I'm. Uh. I don't know how much specificity I'm supposed to discuss it with. I'm not actually that far into the game, uh. But it does a thing that I didn't know. Yep. Uh, it was gonna do about regions. Ooh. Um, I think as long as we we preface this discussion, yeah. If you don't want to have anything mechanically or structurally ruined for you about Neo, yeah, this is your warning. Yeah, going to speak a little bit slower. What about Jones? Can Jones, Jones learn about regions? I, I think Jones knows about what you're going to discuss. Yeah. Oh, okay. If not, I want to. When we're All done right. talking okay, so about you're, you're Neo, good. There's you're much, on board. Yeah, there's much more I don't know about Neo than what I do. When we're All done right. talking about Neo, we'll go like this. We'll wave our hands. Use and we'll those timestamps in the description. They're there I'll, if you I'll want to I'll knock this over when we're done. Yeah, we'll spill some it. more coffee. Yeah. And there'll be an edit. <laughs> if you're driving, if you're a listener. Sorry. Yeah. When we hear the guys go, oh, when the water yeah, yeah. spills yeah. over the table. Yeah. The next time uh, you spill coffee, if that happens, can you just scream Imagineers when, it, when you do it? <laughs> Thank you. Imagineers. Anyway, uh, yeah, you travel between regions on a boat, which I didn't know about, which is cool. Yeah. Didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is incredible. I love mechanically. It feels so... Like, here's, the, here's something like Jones talking about Horizon... Zero Dawn, right? Yeah. This is just, there are different human beings on the planet Earth. We have different desires, hopes, dreams, likes, dislikes. And everything that makes him excited about that game 
turns me off to it even more. Like how talking about, oh, you're running in slow-mo and this guy turns and it looks super cool and menacing. And I'm like, that sounds really cinematic. And I would like that moment, but I do not want to play that game. Because like, I've come to realize that I do not like it when games mess with time. Uh, I mean, unless that's the core mechanic, like super hot, whatever. But like, uh, I like Souls and Bloodborne and, and Neo and games like that where the combat is the combat. The world is never changed it's just your skill the buttons yeah. you're pressing and that's how it is i, I also know? feel like in general you don't like it when games take control away from you no at all i mean Hate for the that. most part i think about the games that you've really gotten behind pretty yeah. much from minute one yeah the last minute you you have direct control over everything you do it yeah if there unless there's a very clear like this is a CG cinematic now mm-hmm. you know because like souls does do that sometimes but yeah. that's like this is a scene now. Like, you know, that I don't mind. But if if I'm playing a game and the camera suddenly is, like, over there now right. and, like, I can't turn the camera anymore, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, God. Like, there are a few exceptions, like, bound. That didn't bother me as much. I for sure, like, in the beginning when you're going down the bridge and the, the title shows up, I for sure tried to move the camera. I'm like, why is the camera over there now? And I tried to put it back, and then I was like, oh, they're doing a thing. I'm in a bit. Fine. <laughs> but, like... You know, so it does take me out of the game. It has the opposite effect, I think, of what they're trying to do. Last Guardian did it sometimes where it's just like, I don't like this. Stop doing this. But, um, yeah, that's big for me. So, with with that being said, Neo, Neo. has cutscenes mm-hmm. in a way that those other games that you, you like don't in the same way. And it is, it is trying to tell a more explicit story without getting into specifics. How do you feel about that stuff and how it's presented? The weird thing with Neo is I I love all that stuff because it does feel like it has a weird throwback vibe to it. The the it text is. intros and outros of levels are really fun to me. They set up the story in a cool way and I don't have to do a cutscene, you know? It's just mm-hmm. read this little thing like, "Oh, my son lost this sword. Go get this sword," you know, whatever. Yeah. And um it also fits in with the little encyclopedias, the monster encyclopedias, and the. I kind of love that. I stuff. love it. It's like so quaint. It's great. Like you meet a character, and then now there's another paragraph about that character in the little whatever dossier, and you can read about it. I love it. Um, but then that is paired with this very modern feeling gameplay, like control and mechanical systems based kind of, you know very intense hard Mm -hmm. gameplay and combat style while also pairing that with level based mission based stuff which i normally don't like i don't usually like mission based gameplay like that you know Mm -hmm. because usually i'm just kind of like now i gotta do this but here i don't know it all just comes together in a package that makes me feel like i'm playing souls and onimusha and i feel like i'm me Back in 2000 or whatever, with my friend Brandon playing Downward Spiral on over our shoulders while we're playing Onimusha 2. Yeah. And, like, also I'm me now playing Bloodborne and just loving it. It's great. (laughs) You're so right about that fusion. Yeah. Because the way some of the story beats and how they present some of the villains, it's like you haven't done this since Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. 
like you we i thought we as an industry just didn't do this anymore and right. you're like no we like note for note yeah. we are going to present this it, stuff it's interesting what old way. mechanics that neo has that to me are valid because of just how damn fun that game is to play like mm-hmm. the whole concept of like you beat this level now go back and play it and it'll be a little different most yeah. of the time i'm like no why yeah. would i do that like i'm just yeah. gonna move on and check out the next thing where it's like we're gonna change time of day and add some more pirates in this level instead of monsters and i'm like let's do it yeah. like I'm, i cannot wait to do that the, it's the, actually tough for me to keep moving on because I'll finish an area, it'll unlock a different part, I'll play that, yeah. it'll unlock a third one. It's like, I gotta move on. The, I can't keep going back. The story-based reconceptualizations of levels are really neat. Like, yeah, earlier levels, they'll be like, hey, we thought you dealt with this problem here, but now a bunch of bandits have overridden it. Can you go, like, These poor kill their leader? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like, take their leader out and hopefully that'll calm this down. So then you go into the level and you start at the end. Yeah. And go backwards, and like certain areas are on fire now, so you just can't go over. Or there. not on fire. Right. There might be like yeah. a giant thing that blocked you from getting right. to this area the first time you encountered yeah. the level, and now that all that's gone, so you can really go anywhere. Uh, so it's fun to just little tiny things that change it's it up. Great, Jones. When you said you didn't mind going back in a way that you you could kind of maybe ignore in other games, I think a big part of why it works so well is you do have those those side missions that take a while, you know, half hour, mm-hmm. an hour. There are a lot of other side missions though where you're done in five to ten oh, minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And that feels really it good. Feels, it's cool. Like I got, I jumped into a side mission and beat it without even realizing that that was my yeah. mo, like my objective. You know, I was like, oh, I, I was just supposed to kill that treasure monster. Cool. Just this quick little hit. Yeah. Check it off the list. Yeah. Get some good stuff. Move on. And I do think that it feels rewarding in this game because it's so systems based and like combat skill, whatever based, and the skill trees are very, very interesting intricate and they impact the game in big ways yeah like unlocking the different uh you know you can do a a key pulse to regain your stamina basically if you time it right and unlocking the thing in the different um medium high and low stances that you can do it even when dodging Mm -hmm. and that carries over to other stances for as far as i can tell that, that kind of stuff where it's like, this is changing the gameplay. That's the lesson I learned on like, today's stream. Right. <laughs> it was the dodging key pulse. So yeah. Like, oh. It's the way to do it. And like, <laughs> especially the way I play, like, I'm not, I wasn't great at playing the Peacekeeper in For Honor because I just want to dodge everywhere, you know? And that's how I play Neo. And key pulsing while dodging is so good. Then, yeah. I, I was a little bit weirded out. That I had, to, there were certain things that I had to unlock. I was, I was a bit surprised that I had to unlock the parry, that I had to yeah, unlock the, the dodge key pulse, that I had yeah. to unlock the backstab. Uh, did did that seem weird to you, or were you okay with it? I thought it was weird at first that you had to unlock dodge key pulse for every weapon, but then apparently you don't. I guess because I have it unlocked for all the other weapons mm. now. So yeah, yes and no, I guess. Unlocking backstab and stuff like that is a little weird, but you can unlock it pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and. The thing I like in this, at first I was irritated by, um, they were level gating, uh, mission gating certain skills where it's like, you can't have this until you've beaten this mission. And at first I was like, well, that's some stupid BS. Like I'm getting better. Let me just use my points that I'm earning fair and square on these skills, you monsters. But then the story is like, you're a white guy. You're in Japan. You're not a samurai. You don't know what you're doing. And the, the the missions that unlock those other skills 
are you met this badass samurai and he teaches you these yeah. he unlocks these skills for you by teaching them to you then i'm like okay like i'm not thrilled about it but it's still like in the story justified I, in a cool way i also think from a design perspective i can imagine neo 2 just mm. being like okay you can learn magic right away you can learn jiu right away yeah. all this stuff you get right at the gate where it's just in neo 1 it's so mechanically heavy and there's so much for you to learn I understand kind of getting yeah. that stuff out. And it was an adjustment because I played all the betas and stuff. And so I'm like, I already know how to do right. this. Right. That is I the weird thing. This, I unlocked this skill already in the beta. Right. Let me have it now. I want it. Like, I need to do this with my swords. Ugh. But, I want to you know. play this game very bad right now in yeah. this moment. I'm enjoying this podcast. I really like hanging out with you. Yeah. But well, that's for some that's reason just in the last thirty Disneyland. seconds. That's why I started. Like, that was, it was like a. I'm gonna I let you choose, finish, but if I could choose right, right now to yeah. walk through the front gates of Disneyland and play Neo, I would play Neo. Well, that that's why well, so I brought up go. Disneyland in the first place. My sister was like, "Well, let's do something. Let's go to Disneyland," and I'm like, "Yeah, we can." And she's like, "Well, I don't want to twist your arm." Play Neo for six hours. Yeah, she's like, "I don't want to twist your arm if you don't want to go." I'm like, "I do want to go," and she's like, "Well, what do you want to do?" I'm like. Honestly, I want to sit here and play Neo, but... I want to pose a a question to you, Ian, to to Brandon. I've seen some negative backlash against just the sheer amount of stuff that you pick up in Neo. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys feel like it's too much? I I Um, like it for a very specific reason. There's one thing that I... You you heard me griping about in Bloodborne uh, that I love that Neo does, and actually Horizon does, which I really appreciate, which is in everything that drops in Bloodborne is a little white circle. Even if you have... You cannot. Pick, you physically cannot pick that up. It'll still be like, pick me up. And it's like, I would love in Bloodborne 2 if things were like color-coded. Hmm. So like a red thing would be like, you have this. You, you're maxed out on these arrows or weapons oh, or, or, or oh. ammo or something. So don't even bother going over there. Or like, this is super rare. Go get that. You know, like some kind of marker. Because there were things like little animals I would hit in Horizon and be like, nope, and move along. Like I didn't have to waste the 10 steps to go over. Check it. No, I got it. You know, right. walk away. Um so I love it's like ooh purple staff like even when it just hits the ground I can see <gasps> you know like oh I want to pick that stuff up yeah it is cool that you can see it I I don't it gets a little much when when you're just trying to figure out what you need and what you don't need but I have the weapon I like the the weapon style you know I what like, what are those what uh, are your what I are your like weapons? dual swords I've been using the dual katanas or dual tachi or whatever um, and sometimes I'll use an axe for big slow guys just because they do more damage quicker that was your advice that mm-hmm. i actually quite mm-hmm. liked um but yeah it does get to be a bit much when i'm like i was going through and i was trying to sell some stuff and i was just like oh man i've got like 400 <laughs> shoes mm-hmm. or whatever and i'm just like oh bah. but you can hold down x or whatever it is and, and just up through the menu and right. it'll highlight everything to sell but then you don't get enough money for it to matter i was doing soul forge a lot until i realized that it's bonkers expensive it is bonkers expensive like I, I, I had a I had a sword a dual tachi I think they're tachi I had a dual katana whatever that I really like because it put uh, paralysis on people and for little guys you're you're key stunning them and you're you're putting paralysis on them like they don't stand a chance you know and so I kept just soul soul matching the this sword up right. levels you know, and, and then you get to the point more, where you go, I'm just out of money. And now I'm at like 30 something and it needs 209 gold. And I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa, because for the first part of the game, I'm like, I have so much gold. Yeah. And now I'm like, I don't have enough gold. Ben, uh, I have to ask a favor of you. Yes. Ooh. If it's sometime during the day before you leave my house, 
If you could show me what the hell is going on in the blacksmith, I have booted yeah. that menu up oh, on yeah. three separate occasions. She'll explain like, it. So yeah, but I no, Brandon. Know. As I was reviewing it, I had that moment, and oh. I think the way Neo presents it, it's very intimidating to the point where like oh, I'm just gonna go off and do this mission. I I. It took me a while to figure it out, but it is not as intimidating as it seems. Okay. I don't think the explanations that the game gives you are very yeah. good. I think they make it seem more intricate than it actually is. But yeah, we can absolutely because there's a big difference stuff. between you can do all these things and you should just really focus on this one. You can do yeah. this over here, but it's not going to be as effective as what you were just explaining, which I have no idea how to do. Where you're I do like wonder taking the weapon you like and making it cooler, making or taking it better, yeah. an would, attribute and moving it to another weapon. And, I would argue the thing that. It might be the most important, and you could make counter arguments against this, is reforging. Okay. Really? Because I, I see some people in Neo just being like, okay, this, this just does more damage. All right, I'm done. The special effects that you can get yeah. are so powerful. Yeah. And reforging, what it lets you do is the number of special effects that you have is determined by rarity of gear. So the rarer it is, the more things that it can do. You can re roll all of those forever as long as you have the materials and the cash and right. so you just want to keep doing that until you get a nice set of special effects uh-huh. that just destroys everything so really what i, I should that. be doing is instead of trying to boost the thing with effects i like take that high level super rare item that i just got that's like level a million or whatever mm-hmm. and re-roll that to get poison or something on it yeah but different Different types of like we- certain weapons scale off certain stats, yeah. and so it's it it's not quite that simple. Like right. there's the, it's not completely universal, but yeah, you do you do want rarer gear so you can get all those things. But then there's this extra layer where <laughs> you start getting set gear, yeah, and the yeah. set like bonuses Diablo. can be yeah, insane, yeah, yeah. and you'll get more bonuses for the more pieces of that set that you equip. Hit L two to look at the set yes. bonuses. I t- it took me forever to notice that. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. I was like, okay, I see that I have Warrior of the West <laughs> activated, but how do I? What the hell does that right. mean? What I discovered today, which wasn't in the beta, is the extra like ninja bonuses you get, or something mm-hmm. they call them. Ninjutsu? Samurai. Not ninjutsu. Yeah, the samurai, samurai skill skills. points. Oh, samurai oh. skill points. Yeah, that, has, that, that has their own separate thing that gives you little random options of stuff you can yep. pick, and that has a whole second page. Yep. So I would like the little exclamation point with top of the top of the menu that's like, you have another skill point, Samurai skill point. And I would go in and be like, no, I don't, and then back out. And today I was just going through the menus really fast, and chat was like, oh, Jones! No, you're talking <laughs> I'm about... like, what? They're like, go hit R1. And I'm like, you're talking oh, about and I had titles. like eight points to spend. Like, ah, oh, yeah, the titles. You're talking about titles. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Samurai skill points, very different. Titles, yes. Right. Yes. I don't really know, yeah. But those stack, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like if you unlock new skills... Mm-hmm. They add to the other skills. They don't write overwrite them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, those it are great. is somewhat similar, fairly similar to the Diablo Three Prestige. Yeah. System. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much. Yeah. Anyway, Neo is great. Do you have any? Do either of you have any closing thoughts on Neo? I just want to play it more. I I do like. Uh, I find with all the EZA work that I have to do that I can get a little anxiety about like games I want to play, games I'm trying to make have time to play. Mm-hmm. Anxious. And, and when I get uh, right, uh, I do get anxious. 
But uh, uh, and, and not to mention if it's like two in the morning and like I feel like I have that time, you know, a little bit extra to stay up late and play something where it's like I should be getting sleep, I should be getting rest. And so it is kind of nice to have that boss that just bitch slaps me, and I'm like, oh, yeah. all right, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like yeah. we're supposed to something like Horizon where it's just like there, there's not a lot that's stopping me from this experience. I'm constantly mm-hmm. just absorbing it and binging. I'm like, oh, when am I going to stop playing this game? And it's nice to have the game be like, go to bed. And I'm like, yeah. yes, Neo, sorry. Yes, Neo. <laughs> go to. You're bed. tired, Jones. You're yes, out. Mistress. Go to bed. Yeah, yeah. I gotta stop playing Neo at like, tw- I like to be in bed by one, one thirty. You know, mm. so I, I have to stop playing games like Souls or Neo at like twelve thirty just to get my heart rate yeah. to like slow back down so I can actually. Or have one of these guys pop up in a dream of mine. Say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't dream. Pops up when I'm- my sleep schedule is destroyed. Yeah, it's just not in good shape. I gotta get back on track. I know Jones, your sleep schedule has been. I don't know if it's currently destroyed, but I know the it has. Last couple been. days have been lovely. Oh, I got light. Not like, yeah. I'm. Didn't even need that cup of coffee. I spilled over. I was like, well, yeah, sure, I'll have some coffee. It's a good thing. It smells delicious. I can't remember the now last the table time I, smells like it. I got just like a nice eight-hour rest. Yeah. Yeah. I prioritize that. Yeah, you should. Like, That's I'm, a yeah, healthy I'm thing like, to do. Like, you know, it's you two or three. I'm like, better. I'm in bed. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care what it is wrong right anybody. now. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so I've been playing a couple of games. Ah. That uh, the first one, Jones, mm. I feel exactly like you feel with Horizon. Okay. Where I'm worried I'm going to sound a lot more negative on it than I actually am. And that's Halo Wars 2. Oh. I want to say, I want to make this very simple up front. I think Halo Wars 2 is a good game. I'm enjoying it. I didn't know what to expect with it. Halo Wars 2 is one of those games where, this is a game I got a code for. Yeah. When Blood shot that code at me, like a cannon, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what it was going to be. And I, I played Halo Wars 1, and I, I, I liked Halo Wars 1, but it kind of felt like a singular thing. Maybe they're just going to do this weird RTS thing once. Halo Wars 2 is making me realize that I miss real-time strategy games a lot, and that's a strange thing to say, because they're not dead, but I don't think it's unfair to state that they are not at the same place they once were. And Bill, I think that's unfair. You think that's unfair? Yep. Wow. Name, okay, a, name a top-tier RTS that everyone's playing right now. There's, like, three from Sega, and they're all just, like, uh, Rome Total War and Total This, Total That. Warhammer. But, Warhammer. Yeah, I but that's, yeah. Not, like, that's not, like, StarCraft two. One level of, Starcraft, like, popularity. StarCraft Two came out, what, two years ago? The last chunk of it? The last chunk of it, yeah, but we started the StarCraft Two trend a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in Rome Total War, I, the, the Total War series in general, totally, yeah. yes, real-time strategy, that is true, Yeah, but it is a diff- I'm talking about a very specific you build a base. The Command and Conquer. Yeah, the Command and Conquer kind of style, the, the StarCraft, the Warcraft style, that sort of specific thing. Mm-hmm. There was Grey Goo relatively recently, which I have not played, so maybe I am being unfair. I'm sorry, what? Grey Goo. Grey Goo. Grey Goo is yeah. another game? Yes. yes. A, the very, Goo. a very hyped RTS. Mm-hmm. I heard a lot about the year. That's yeah. a bad name, Grey no, Goo. No, it's not. Grey Goo is like a thing. Uh, it's an AI, kind of kind of like the Singularity. Uh, it's like a Future Panic uh, doomsday scenario where like nanomachines could get to the point where they can replicate so much that and they would need to take other materials from other things to replicate themselves and it would get to the point where literally everything would be I mean I might be not exactly right on all this but mm-hmm. like it would get to the point where literally everything would just be this gray goo quote unquote where it's just 
a sea of nanobots because literally all other machinery or literally all the other materials have been consumed to create more nano machines. So then name it Stop the Grey Goo. Whatever. Somebody please stop the Grey Goo. Grey Goo is a known quantity. Can somebody all please stop the Grey Goo. Please. <laughs> yeah. Can somebody please man. stop this damn goo? <laughs> the hot yes. yeah. I accept that criticism though. Maybe maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe a better way to frame it is I wish I was playing more RTS games. That's how I feel. It, it made me for sure. long for this specific style of game. Uh, and, and, and I realized that I just... I, I didn't play Legacy of the Void. And now I really wish I had. I mean, I, I messed around with it a little bit, but I didn't sit through and finish that story, dig into the multiplayer. And I'm, I'm experiencing some regret. What are you thinking, Kyle? I, I was just think, I was thinking about that box and the, can somebody please stop the Grey Goo is such a good title. <laughs> <laughs> that is a better title, yeah. Uh, <laughs> exclamation point. Because yeah. it ain't going to be me. <laughs> you could say this about Halo Wars 1 as well, but the thing I am most ecstatic about with Halo Wars 2 is it feels great with the controller. Mm. Like, you in battle... There are, there are moments where it has this sort of rock-paper-scissors system where infantry is good against air units, air units are good against vehicles, and vehicles are good against infantry. And so there are times where you're kind of encouraged to be like, okay, I've got this big mixed group of units. I'm going to select this thing. I'm going to split off my army here so they can defend my base while I go and I attack this point. I'm zipping all around the map, micromanaging these units, using special abilities that they have without much difficulty at all. There's there is a learning process, but it's so well thought out and it just works and eventually you don't have to think about it. And I haven't played it on PC yet. It is on PC. It's that, you know, the cross buy ah, right. kind of thing that Microsoft is doing with Xbox and PC, but I thought maybe when I booted up Halo Wars 2 knowing that I could play it on PC, I'd be like, "All right, enough of this. I got to I got to play it with a mouse and keyboard." And I'm not feeling that way at all. Um, I also think the setup is good. And Jones, I know you're a Halo fan. Mm. So it's set after Halo <laughs> 5. Wait, hold yes. on. Is Jones, are you a Halo fan? That was a weird I have reaction. Ba- I, have, I have not caught up with the Halo. I, I not played the last game at all. Well, the, except Wait, the, war, with the war zone, I played it a bit. That's not an unfounded statement. I remember But I, I, being cut, I cut a Halo retrospective. I, yeah. I you know, have played Combat Evolved like 20 times. Like, yeah. Um, I know, at least for the original the lore Halo. of the series, especially yeah. when 4 first started getting announced. I was like, sure. You know, have me. I don't know. I'm, a, oh, yeah, I remember I'm not dying really to get back into the series. That they, when they called Halo 5 numbers, Guardians, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, five I, hate, I hate that. Anyway, stuff. that was just coming from having long conversations <laughs> with you about Halo yeah. that were very enthusiastic. Yep. So that's that's where that statement. They had a from. reason for that. Amazing score for the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for lot, lots of love about Halo. Colon because Guardian. they don't want it because the Halo Six is not going to be called it's Halo not Six. Gonna be, yeah. It's going to be called Halo whatever. Yeah. But then don't call Halo Four Halo Four then. Especially if you're a new company starting a new franchise. Have a little bit of the forethought to know, yeah. let's do this ahead of time and start it now. But you start Halo 4, like, oh, new trilogy. And then Halo 5 is going to subname, and then 6, we're not doing 6. Hindsight like, mm-hmm. is 2020, Jonesy. You I don't really give it that much thought. I love a, I love a Jones rant. <laughs> everybody <laughs> everybody loves like a Jones this. rant. But I want to get I wanna get to, to, the, to the world. I like Halo, and then we'll like this about Halo Wars 2. I, I think you will. <laughs> I, I shouldn't be so definitive about it, but I think you will. No, I don't think you will. He's saying, he's saying prove it to me right now. Yeah, Why did play Halo Wars 1? I actually, when we did the retro, I had a, a friend of mine. So, all right, time. you just walked into Jones's office. He's sitting behind his desk, and he's like, "Prove it to me. I'm gonna yeah. like this. Yeah. I'm gonna like this Halo game. Prove it to me." Right, but, but I haven't gotten to the prove it part yet. I know. Yeah, here we go. So here we go. So here we go, Jones. Halo One, right? We, you like Halo One. That's not an unfair oh, thing yeah. to say. 
part of the reason I like Halo 1 is I feel like it's relatively simple. Mm-hmm. I, you can follow that story. Playing Halo 4 and parts of Halo 5, I, I, there would be moments when in those stories where it's like, wait a minute, I need to go read something on the internet to, to connect this. Right. Uh, especially the didact in Halo 4. Halo Wars 2, very simple. <laughs> very straightforward. You're this UNSC crew. You get attacked by this brute. He comes in. A very specific brute, which a I like. Very specific brute. From the advertising brute. campaign to set yes. up, like, this not is just, the Not just some villain. brute, yeah. not just the Covenant again. I like that. Right. He comes in. He d- totally destroys you. You save this AI. The, the AI said, this, this guy, you have no chance. You cannot do this. Just this big, long speech about how outnumbered you are. And then you have this, this captain that says, nope, that's not our way. We're going to fight. And then you learn this guy is named Atriox, and he has—he was this legendary hero, and he kept doing battle after battle, and he kept winning. But as he kept fighting, he was going, you know what? I don't—I don't like the Covenant. I don't like the humans, and I don't like the Covenant. I'm going to strike out on my own, and I'm powerful enough to do that. And they make him seem like a big deal. And when you get into a fight with him. You're kind of excited about it because there's appropriate buildup there. Yeah. So that's my pitch. How do you feel? <laughs> is that the is that the end fight, or do you like get him? You run into an act one, you get owned. No, 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 no. So uh, there's twelve missions. I've played through seven of the twelve missions. Okay. What they do is you fight sort of his second in command early on, mm. but you don't fight cool, him cool. specifically. Cool, cool, cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Can you befriend him at any point? Yeah. And then take down the humans heart and of fist. What happened? the covenant. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. That'd be cool. Yeah, if you if you select brain and take over everybody with him. But I mean, you you bring that up to me, and then I'm I'm keep I'm hoping that maybe there's one map where like his forces are in the middle, covenants on one side, I'm on the other, and like there's three parties. Like mm. maybe he might get in trouble with the covenant every now and then, and like step across their forces. So, no spoilers, but the, like, the way that I set this up is I said it was a good setup. Okay. I did not say uh, okay. this is go. an amazing story. Right. Because, <laughs> again, 7 out of 12 missions, I don't know how it wraps up. I don't know how that, that last, you know, whatever, 40%, whatever it is, uh, works out. Because I feel like they, they sort of pit you against this thing, and then that's that's it. There, there's not really... Because, you, know, you know, in like Halo 1, for example, so far there isn't that flood moment where it's this whole new factor or it kind of turns things on its head. It's just kind of all right, we're having this fight, and it doesn't feel like it really has this big consequence on the rest of the Halo universe. It just sort of seems like this one battle that's going to be a footnote in later things, and there's not enough to it yet where it's really going to stick out. So that's a concern that I have. But I could get on this next episode, and or I could, in the review, say, hey, that's totally wrong in the way it all wraps up in that last half of the game. That's that's um, always the the hard thing to do, right? Yeah. Because Master Chief isn't there, mm-hmm. so like, how how important could it be? You know, it's still it's like it's like the Marvel extended universe. It's mm-hmm. like, well, the Avengers aren't dealing with this. Jessica Jones can handle it, so it's <laughs> yeah. probably not that big of a deal. Right. You know, nothing against Jessica Jones. It's just an example, but like, you know, it's always hard to balance. Doctor that Strange will show up and retcon all this. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Yeah, you just zip in, change the entire fabric of space time. And- how fun would an RTS be with only three buttons? That are brain, heart, and fist. <laughs> and I'm just thinking of like pro esports where they're just like clicking fist, and some guys just like I always click brain, and so it's just like the best guy in the world just clicks brain really fast. 
The heart is you don't fight back, mm-hmm. but hearts appear above all of their units. Yeah. So as they're you're you're mowing them down with fists and it's just fist, 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 mm-hmm. you know that they're just accepting it. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. have to feel guilty. It's a psychological victory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so a lot of people have to they like hesitate on it. Right. And so you're strong if you can keep clicking fist without while you see those hearts. You're, that makes make you a good esports player. What I don't like about this game <laughs> is that you have to just randomly ma- or mash the buttons all the time. Yeah, it's about DPS for sure. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine those Are you interviews them? with the esports player? Those headlines <laughs> used to be a heart. Then he learned how to be a fist. <laughs> you have like a shirt that's like the, the red circle with a line through it, a heart, and yeah. a yeah. teeth fist. Never click heart. Yeah. I never click never heart. Click the secret um, to beating a heart player is just hit fist way more. And don't worry that you're just massacring all these hearts. It's it's just a, it's just little pixels on screen. It doesn't affect you. We calculated 1,248 button presses on that turn. That was really good. Yeah. Looking to beat that next round. It's always interesting when you're in the middle of... Uh, reviewing a game because you always have that doubt where you you feel like you have a good understanding but there's that that sensation where you where you go maybe this just gets fixed or maybe if i played it this way i wouldn't have this concern because i'm playing through on normal right now and i don't think the missions are great so i talked to you about that rock paper scissors dynamic and really all i've had to do in pretty much every single mission so far is just build up a bunch of units make sure i'm not leaving my base undefended slam them into the enemy if they get depleted uh, I'll refill and I think part of the reason why it feels so straightforward is you have these sort of special abilities you can just hit the left trigger and call down these really 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 powerful things one of those things is this big circle where you just heal enemies so you get in a tough fight alright I just have this ability that I can use I pop it and I'm healing everybody you can call down missiles that just wreck everything uh, you can call down ODSTs, which is like a nice instant replush, replushing of units. Like you don't have to go back to the base and queue up all these units. It's just like, no, I just, I've got all these ODSTs. They're right here. And so I just, I, I guess I'm craving a little bit more depth is where I'm at with that. And uh, some strategy. Some strategy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, need, it's kind of the S. It, but. I'm not having a bad time. Like, there's some kind of, at a basic level, building up this big army and slamming into units is fun. You're clicking and fist, you're, man. You're clicking fist. Yeah. Right. There's fist. some basic pleasure in that. It's it's not meaningless. <laughs> but, again, I've only played on normal. You know, you kind of start reviews on normal, I feel like, most of the time. So I want to check out Heroic and Legendary and, and see how those, those pan out. The other thing that I feel like I'm not completely qualified to comment on is Blitz. But I have some concerns. And I, just to get this out of the way, I'm still not used to the idea of $60 games having microtransactions. What's no Blitz? Ma- so in Blitz, it's a card-based multiplayer mode where you this pick... This is still in Halo 2. Though. This is still in Halo, Wars, Halo 2. Wars 2. Yeah. So it's you have your regular multiplayer where it is as you would expect. You're both building up armies and, and clashing against each other. In Blitz... You have a deck. It is referred to as a deck. And you open packs and get cards. Mm. Uh, And you have cards for specific leaders. So think about, you know, how in Hearthstone, classes have specific cards that only they can use. It's like that. What you do in Blitz is you sort of draw a hand. And that's, that's random. That hand may be units that you can just instantly plop into the field. 
uh, like warthogs or marines or something like that. Or it might be along the lines of the special abilities that I was talking about earlier, those restoration drones that will heal units. You have a finite amount of energy. Depending on the power level of the card that you're using, that energy will be depleted. So let's say to call in... I don't remember exactly. I'm just using an example. Let's say you're calling in Marines and that's 30 energy. Let's say you have 100 energy. That means you only have 70 energy left to spend. Can you ever get other cards that give you energy? Yes, kind of. So buy energy. When you use a card, you get another card in your hand. So it's like you drew a card. Mm. You can also... Let's say there's a card in your hand that you don't like... You can like scrap that to get a little bit of energy. Um, there's also energy that pops up on the on the map, and you can go and get that to get more. But you can't just build something that gives you energy. So you're, you, let's say you and I are versing each other. The strategy is like let's say you go with a rush where you just spend all of your energy right away and try to overwhelm me. Right. You can do that, or you can try to play a little bit more coy and kind of like. Uh, kite me around the map, something like that. And so it's kind of a cool idea, but then you have this whole free-to-play aspect that I haven't spent enough time with it where I can say this is balanced or this is unbalanced, but it's just it's one of those things in a $60 game where you just you feel apprehensive. You, you almost can't help yourself. And what are you buying? You're buying just other cards? Random packs? So you're buying packs, okay. and you don't know what you will get from those packs. But the other thing, so you get a ton. For just playing through the, 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 the main story, you get tons and tons and tons of packs. And so I feel like you do get a lot of cards without spending any money. But the weird thing is, and I again, I haven't put a ton of time into it, but when you get duplicate cards, you level those cards up and they get stronger. Mm. But it's very vague. <laughs> I don't know what... There, I've, I've looked at the cards very closely. It doesn't tell me, all right, this is the difference between a level two and a level three card. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And so if you spend more money and you buy more packs and you level up your cards more, you have an advantage, it seems like. That's weird. Yeah. And it's something like a, I question? It's like poker and you both have a pair of kings and you go, uh-uh, my kings are level two. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like that. Yeah. How can that be balanced? At know. level seven, you are tournament ready. Excuse me? Yeah. What? So wait, is this the esports version of this game? I don't know. What do that, you mean that's just tournament that's ready? That's their wording. Is your tournament, tournament, r- your tournament ready. ready? I thought Blitz was just a mode for goofs. That's, that's the wording that is used. Now they're tournament goofs. Can you go above level 7? You can, but my understanding, and I hope I'm getting this right, my understanding is past level 7, the jumps between levels are... are greatly diminished sorry wait so is this card levels or your levels? card level so every card every has card its own has level be, does that mean every card has to be seven to be tournament ready whatever that means at level seven you are tournament ready and every level past that is is greatly diminished so i think the idea or how it seems based on what i've seen and what i've read is if you have a deck full of level seven cards you can compete fairly evenly Weird. That's weird. But if you don't spend money, it'll take a long time to get to level seven. Well, I haven't gotten a. Have you gotten any card to level seven? No, not yet. Well, there you go. But I, but I haven't heavily right. invested in the. Mo- I'm gonna right. have that that period of time where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm focusing exclusively on this. Whereas right now, I'm trying to get through the yeah. story, and it's like, okay, I've messed around with multiplayer, I've messed around with blitz, but I haven't had those. So point, level seven is just the point of d- diminishing returns. Where yes. It's like, yeah, yes. not worth doing. But wow. again, what, what frustrates me about this, and what makes it 
maybe worse than it actually is, is they're not telling me specifically, all right, here's the differences between all of these cards. It's just this vague wording where it's like, okay, now you're tournament ready, and if you're not here, you're not, and there'll be diminishing turns past that point. And so it seems like this vague language is just an effort to get you to spend money. Because you, yeah. you have that, that maybe an anxiety where it's like, well, no, if I'm going to compete online, ready, I'm yeah. not tournament ready. I don't like anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> what you doing, Kyle? I was looking, I was, because uh, the other day I, the, I saw there was a tournament uh, on Xbox's Twitch channel, and I did check mm-hmm. it out, and it was Blitz. But that was just the Halo Wars 2 Blitz challenge. So we don't, I don't know for sure, I can't say definitively if the definitive version of the game is Blitz or not. Right. Uh, I really assumed it was just a side goof Did mode. Had a lot of views. Um, not forty-seven. The archives don't have a lot of views. Oh. Uh, but it had, I think, like six thousand people watching live. Oh, okay. Well, that's watching good. this blitz mode. Hopefully, some tournament-ready cards in play. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, real, real quick yeah. aside. I bought the Arkham Horror card game, which is a living card game, sort of like Netrunner. Uh, and they have packs that you buy, and it's like you have. You have your deck. It's a deck builder. You go forward through campaigns. But the decks are... It's living card game, so it's not random packs. So you buy this deck, and you know every card that's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that style a lot. Because mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, I need to build this kind of deck. I'm trying to do this. And I wonder if that, that sort of thing would work in a game like this. Because with that... It's like, okay, I'm building towards this level 7 goal. I know exactly what I'm getting. And it just seems like the path there is more straightforward. And... You know, I, I can imagine some comments on this podcast where people who have spent a lot more time yeah. in Blitz saying, hey, it's not that bad. I'm competing just fine. I can imagine all those comments, but I still think this is something worth discussing mm-hmm. because in a $60 game, just that initial impression, it just kind of makes you feel a little gross, and that's yeah, not nothing. Of course. Even, even if after going through the hoops and figuring it all out, you're like, all right, I guess it's not that big of a deal. Up front, it just feels so bad. It, it, it's giving me a negative first impression. Yeah, and uh, I, I kind of feel that way about For Honor as well. You oh. know, when I'm when I'm in the fights and I'm taking on dudes, I I love it. But then just figuring out, all right, what is this gear? I guess you can you can pay for this stuff. What does that get you? It's just this whole oh, extra thing that that isn't directly related to the moment to moment gameplay. That it, it just kind of feels like a burden. Let me ask you this. What what is better in your mind to have a I mean I kind of know the answer already but a let it die style free out of the gate and you love it until you're like brick wall this is too expensive I'm done mm-hmm. or um a $60 game that has in-app purchases like this that make you feel gross but you're like I can also kind of just ignore that like what would you rather have I guess I would personally rather have the let it die situation because I think let it die is kind of confusing as well. All there's there's multiple currencies, yeah. uh, the online multiplayer. The, like there's a lot to figure out, yeah. and it is a hurdle. But I feel like when you say, "All right, here's this game, it's free," you go in with that expectation, yeah, and you there's if you get to that stuff and you know you don't like it. You can just bail and yeah. feel like, all right, I didn't right. spend any money. I know yeah. this isn't for me. And that flexibility, being able to do that is the difference where it's like, man, I really like Halo. They, they just approach this from a casual level uh, Halo fan. I just want 
the story. I just want to see Spartans, hijack units, all of that stuff. I yeah. think that's a valid way to approach this game. But now you, you can just ignore this mode, but this thing that you spent $60 on, to ignore it because of this stuff, that just feels weird. You know, I, and it's like, and it's like the uh, Zelda DLC where you have a Switch T-shirt that Link can wear. Mm-hmm. It's poisoning your Switch by existing on it. I think that's, I think that's it. If you, if you have a full price game that has microtransactions in it, it doesn't matter how brilliantly those microtransactions are implemented. It sucks. It yeah. diminishes the accessibility of your game. Yes. It will drop a score. It, it, it will, you know, poison the waters of your community. It will be bad, bad, bad. You can yeah. counter that by making it obvious what it is. So I, I think what offends me more about what I'm hearing about Halo Wars 2 is not so much that it's in the game, that it's like you know like mudding the waters of PvP where you get a sense of, like, I just got beat, did I get beat because I'm bad, or did I get beat because they have better stats? Right. Mm-hmm. The fact that you don't ready. know. <laughs> the fact that you're like, I gotta play more of this to understand its significance. Right. The fact that you don't know the significance immediately. Yes. And I think that's a lot of companies will put these kind of microtransactions in there. And it's like, how can we dress this up to make it seem like we're screwing you less? And I think the attitude that you have to have is, Hello, gamer. Welcome to the part of the game where we screw you. We're going to screw you exactly like this. So I know, oh, I'm not even going to bother with this. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I, all right, I'll let you screw me there a little bit. Well, you know, it's like FIFA. Because yeah. that's the thing. Like, I play a lot of free-to-play mobile games, and the ones that I stick to and play for the longest are the ones that right away I could tell, like, oh, yeah, screw that crystal. I'm not earning that. Right, right. It's just not worth it. You know, it's like very clear. Like, you do this, you get this. You spend us, you give us money, you get this. Right. Well, it comes back to it comes back said. to the to the gameplay versus cosmetic stuff too. Like, I have no problem at all with cosmetic in-app purchases, yeah. none whatsoever, because they don't impact the gameplay, especially in a multiplayer setting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, where it gets murky is like, hey, you're better if you own this, which is like the speeding up <laughs> level, right? Of like yeah. everyone gets the same thing. You give us money, you get faster, right? The go to hell version yeah. is you give us money you get this no one else Your gets that gun ever is better, unless yeah. they give us money yeah. and it will make you better at this multiplayer game yeah. when, like, when you think about uh, let it die mm-hmm. 100% of it the the business model plays a factor and, and as you go through let it die they explain step by step all of the different ways that they're yeah. monetizing that game whereas in Halo Wars 2 75% of it you don't have to think about it it's just this other weird 25% yeah, yeah. That that feels like it doesn't belong. That that makes you feel so weird. Well, look at the themes, though, you know, it's like for yeah, Halo Wars Two, you have this say, like yeah. narrative thing where it's like you, you got your team got beat by this guy. You're trying to you know take over this rogue covenant madman, you know, and like we just we got to band together and make that happen. Like that's your goal to get to the end of this. You get into Let It Die, and it's like you all suck. You're in this tower. Get to the top. Ha ha ha. Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. like the whole vibe like, of that. Sure. Right. So when you encounter Giving, some dumb chicken yeah. head, what the huh? It's like it's not like well this one thing is totally random. It's like everything fits into. Pain. That giving money theme. to let it die feels like part of the joke. Like <laughs> you getting screwed, yeah, you getting yeah, screwed yeah. is kind well, of like the mantra. Like, like you're giving game. the money, and you're like, yeah. I mean, I got, I'm an idiot. There's, there's an insurance like, lady who comes yeah. up and says, "Would you like to go Would into you, this deal yeah. now?" Yeah. That is the microtransaction. Even the lady with the signs, like the yes, yeah. you want to give that's us money? That's, yes. that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's you want to pay us? Yes, I have a sign. Yes, it's like it's so condescending, but I love it. But the thing is, when you do, when you say yes, she goes. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You're right. Your, your decision right. today was Sucker. a really good idea, yeah. right? And uh, qu- quality decision making is going to be really important for There's you. One more every minute. Yeah, it's like it's it's hilarious. It's great, and until you get to level twenty three, and then you're just like, oh my fucking yeah. god. <laughs> then it gets not fun or fair. But the great thing is, as long as you spent less than sixty dollars, you can just bail and let it die, and you've had a great time. 
you've played the game for 10 or 30 hours or whatever yeah. for free and then you say all right i'm done <laughs> yeah anyway yeah I, I i think it's a good discussion to have and i think you brought up very 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 valid points the thing that i do want to drive home before we move on however is i this is just how i feel right now right and I think that is an interesting perspective, that mm-hmm. sort of initial impression as you're working through it. Uh, I'm curious to see what changes, if anything changes, by the time I, I, I'm like, okay, it's time to sit down and write. Mm. Uh, the next game that I want to talk about, that I can finally talk about. Ben, I'm so sorry to add another edit to this. I have Please. to go to the bathroom. Oh, so no I got to go okay. so bad. Kyle, I think, I think we're just going to roll right on through. Okay. All right, I'm gonna go. Oh, no, don't go. don't apologize for that. I'll this is a long you. show. What's up? <laughs> I spilled that coffee, but I drank most of it. The the coffee thing. The reason why we stopped is, what are we going to do? Just that moment of panic. You <laughs> yeah. Know. yeah. Uh, the next game that I've been playing for a while, uh, both Halo Wars two, and I, I like that Kyle is doing both Halo Wars two and uh, this game. I was provided review codes for, so I did not pay for them. Uh, Berserk and the Band of the Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wait, is this the Heroes up. style yes. one? Yes. So this is the Berserk Muso game. So Berserk Muso Dynasty style. Warriors yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, a, is a good way to, to summarize it. Less excited. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think it's very good. Uh. Um, and the reason I don't think it's very good is because it just sort of presents something to you immediately that is extremely simple and repetitive and then doesn't change at all. That is a common criticism for Musou games, but I feel like with Dragon Quest Heroes and Hyrule Warriors, they were trying a little bit harder. I felt like the little wrinkles that they were adding, it was a sincere attempt of, yes, this is primarily a game where you're just mashing your way through hundreds and hundreds of enemies, but... Here, are, here's this this weird boss that kind of mixes it up, or here's this this level design that isn't just straight up kill everything immediately. You have to think a little bit. You have right. to you have to use your abilities in a unique way. Whereas every level, I've been spending a significant amount of time with this so far. Every level that I've done in the Berserk Muso is nope. It is just mashing <laughs> my way through. Like you just shut your brain off until it says mission complete. Although, narratively speaking, right? Maybe that's what guts. Is feeling anyway. He's yeah. trying to suppress, sure. repress all of this anguish and emotional ferocity yeah. through violence. Well, and that that does speak very much to uh, the character of Guts because he he has a moment early on in that series where he goes, "I'm just content swinging around my sword." Yeah. So yeah, in a way that works. It doesn't make for a very interesting game because however, because he discovered that any any time he swung around his heart, it destroys him. So he decided to only swing around fist. He pushes. He mashes fist. You gotta hit brain. You gotta he hit never brain. Mash, well, He never hits brain. Here's. The, I'm gonna throw a little bit of a wrench in that context argument there, because there are missions where you can play as Griffith or Casca or other characters that that aren't just the. Guts. When is this game set? So it it kind of is Golden uh, Age. It's it really focuses heavily on Golden Age, but it goes okay. well beyond that. Oh, into into past that. Interesting. Yeah. And can you still pick all those characters after that? Well, it depends on the the context of the situation, what what state those characters are in. Oh, okay. So you're you're getting more characters as you're going along. Ah, but ah, you know, in the Golden Age arc, yeah, you can yeah, pick yeah, yeah. Griffith and Casca okay, and, and that right. sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, oh God! Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Ugh. I'm thinking of the Gundam Muso game, and the the reason I wasn't into it is we streamed that. I remember that. That wasn't. That was actually a whole different game. Long time ago. 
Oh, you streamed that? You, I remember seeing that during a stream, and we were like sitting there watching it, and I was like, wow, this is just real samey. Yeah, uh, it shouldn't be that easy to take down a Zaku, and you're just like slashing through them hordes of Zaku, and you don't even <laughs> see the pilots scream. It was I wanted to see right. those pilots screaming back at me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like they do in the show. They're like, because it adds some context and. Yeah, no, you, that's you a, get the weight of. You want to feel the down. kills. There's, <laughs> there's a point early on in Berserk, where. Guts fights this demon and he just is nothing compared to this giant demon. And up until that point, Guts Guts was kind of this this warrior that could beat the odds that people were saying, you know, you can't do this, you can't take on all these guys, and he definitely did it. But here, he really struggles in this fight, and in the game, that's not the case. I, I'm just approaching it the same way that I approach all of the other enemies. Like, I might dodge an attack once or twice, but it doesn't feel like a struggle the way that it is presented in That's a bummer. The, the main story. Because Guts even still, like, they're in the manga and in the animes, he, like, changes up his strategy sometimes, you know? He'll <laughs> do other stuff, you know? Right. And games like Neo and stuff, like, even if the enemy variety isn't always hugely filled with variety, uh, you still have to do different strategies, you know? Yeah. But yeah, if, it, if it's like a Shadow of Mordor where you're just mashing square, that sucks. And there's this whole other system where you equip... Shadow of Mordor? <laughs> I was just waiting for somebody to... Yeah, that was a low blow. Get after me for... <laughs> that was an un- uncalled for low blow. that game while it was yeah. down. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shadow no. of Mordor, you're not good. Game of the year, though. Yeah. Game of the oh, year. Yeah, game a lot of people game, game of the, game of the year, game. though. I like this one by one by one yeah. procession of now the audio's probably bathroom. Now the audio is probably jacked. Uh, there's this whole other system in the Berserk Musa where you have uh, gear that you can equip. So you've got three different slots in your character, and you know you might get this ring that raises your strength, your defense, that sort of stuff. And you can get materials that make that gear more effective. Just mashing your way through it is so simple that it doesn't feel like that gear has a dramatic effect. So mm-hmm. I'm not sitting there like maybe I would in a Neo where I'm getting these special effects. It's like, no, this is changing my life. I'm going through in Berserk even after modifying my gear and being like, okay, this would probably be good here. It just it feels exactly the same. The gameplay feels exactly the same. Are you going to play more of this game? Or are you you're pretty set? So here's... I'm going to review it. Oh, uh, no. Oh, my. Don't. Ben, don't. You just said that out loud. Yeah, let's just say this out loud. Well, I mean, I decided, I decided this a while ago. Yeah, but like, don't anymore. You know, it's just, it's not it's don't. Not yeah. Well, here's the here's the last thing that I want to say. Okay. I love Berserk as a mm-hmm. series. Yeah. It means a lot to me. It is presented well. The characters look really good, and they are the way they're presenting the story is pretty thorough. You know, they, they are they are making concessions. They are skipping some things, but. There's some weird intrinsic value of being a big Berserk fan and seeing this in video game form. Even though it's not very good, mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting some sort of satisfaction like that. And when you beat a mission, you can have these conversations with the side characters. And it's like, oh, I remember when they had that conversation in the manga or the anime uh, or both. And... On that level, I I hate it in game reviews where it's like, if you're a super big fan, maybe you can extract some enjoyment out of this. Yeah. But I, because I I feel like it's lazy. I feel like it's writing it off. Mm -hmm. But that is honestly kind of how I feel right now, where I'm going to see it through to the end because I love this thing so much, but it's not very good. 
Yeah. Have you had that happen with the game? Uh, Hy- Every relationship. Like, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. I played through the entire thing. I actually kind of liked that story. Yeah. And I actually think that's another thing that, that kind of Hyrule Warriors has going for it, where it is its own story. Yeah. You know, at least yeah, at yeah. that level. Oh, what was it? So this witch is in love with Link, mm-hmm. and she can't have him. Happens a lot to Link. She's such a techno Koei villain. Yeah. Like, the way that she looks and presents herself is interesting. Uh, another weird thing about this game is, so there are three Berserk movies that cover the Golden Age arc. They show you so much of those movies. I thought after I beat a mission, it'd be like, oh, here's a little 30-second clip. It's like, no, some of these I'm, I'm watching for minutes and minutes at a time. Like... And it's literally the movie? It's just the movie. You're getting... <laughs> it's a clip from the movie. <laughs> You're, I'm, I'm surprised at how much of these movies wow. they're showing off. I mean, they're good movies. They are good movies. And so Shocking that part of movies. it I'm kind of enjoying as well. Um, there's... If you optim, optimally go through the missions, you'll get this item. But the only thing that that item rewards you is you'll unlock this panel for the for a picture. It's like, okay, I've got all these these panels. I'm like, now I can look at the picture. <laughs> that's not exciting. Street pass. That's super lame. Yeah. yeah. Well, those are 3D pictures. Come on, those are cool. Yeah, those are cool. Come on now. I oh, finished yeah. it, by the way. Street pass? Yeah, finished all my puzzles. That's... Wait, you can just add more. You can do like, that? That's, that's just, a fleeting accomplishment. They're never going to add more. I think. Oh, my goodness. Then I, honestly, I need to get on that. <laughs> I honestly think we're okay. all done. You you're know? right. Many, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. This is an wow. unfair thing to ask, but do you know how many puzzles there are total? No, I don't. I'd have to load it up. Okay. There are a lot of puzzles and a lot of puzzle pieces. And you got them all. Got them all. Wow. Which feels really good because yeah, I had feel? halfway through, I had an almost complete collection and then I lost my 3DS and I had to start all oh. over again. Oh my God. Yeah. Good job. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to start all over again. And sometimes you just got to pick yourself up. <laughs> you got to say, I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to rebuild myself. I'm going to collect all these puzzle bring pieces. Your, bring your 3DS over here more often. I'm going to get those pieces. All right. I got them all. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good place I to get pieces. Disneyland. Oh, okay. Get some pieces. <laughs> <laughs> It is good a good place to get pieces. for getting pieces is uh, yeah. the hyperspace mountain line because uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to make. Don't just single rider if you want those pieces. Yeah, you're talking about building puzzles, Kyle. Mm-hmm. We're gonna build something else. Ooh, ooh. It's that time in the show. We're we gonna build a cool a pool of coffee in the middle of the table. Did that? We're gonna talk about Disneyland. <laughs> build our own theme park. Build our own theme park. <laughs> no, it is time for the one. Only. <laughs> the build up. So this is the most I think it's the most elaborate Otake we've done. Uh, in episode 19, we had quarter one of Doom, and this is kind of a a much more an elongated version of that. So I'm calling this Building the list, and I gave all of you note cards and pens before the show. Yeah. And what we're going to do is uh, this January, February, and March of 2017 has been unreal. The number of games that have come out Mm. that aren't just good, aren't just played if you have time, that feel like you can't miss this is crazy. And we've said this multiple times and, and multiple different shows and streams and all that sort of stuff. So what I want to do is I want to take our knowledge that we have right now, the end of February, with the games that we've played, and I want us collectively to p- 
pick are 10 games that are going to be our game of the year. Oh and then what I want to do is when we get to game of the year, I want to see how accurate that was. Uh-huh. So there's a lot that we don't know. There's a lot that's still coming. But based on all the goodness that we've played so far, I want to build that list of 10. It doesn't have to be in order. I'm just saying the 10 games that you think will make that we the think. cut. So there, I'm, I'm writing Red Dead Redemption 2 on this list. Absolutely. That's Get it on yeah. coming out well, this year. Okay, so here's the thing, I never guys. thought that might be possible, but I have more a, people bring that up. I'm like, not oh, they're going to I have a giant list. Three pages in my notebooks here of, oh, of all of the games that I think have a shot Good. of being game of the year. Okay. Now, of course, mm-hmm. list them. I'm editorializing a bit because I did not include everything. Mm-hmm. But here's what I think in some universe could have a shot of being in the 10. So the reason why I gave you pens and a note card is anything that sticks out, write it down. Okay. Okay. All right. So I've kind of broken this up into three sections. Here are games that I think have a shot of being in our 10 Nominations for Game of the Year that have already come out. Hmm. Gravity Rush 2. Resident Evil 7. Tales of Berseria. Yakuza 0. Neo. For Honor. Halo Wars 2. If there's anything I'm forgetting, please feel free to include it. Digimon World Next Door. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. All right, so here's what's coming out in March. This is the segment, second segment. Or uh, in end of February, like February has, hasn't happened yet. Uh, like Horizon Zero Dawn is on here. But the rest of these are coming out in March. So Horizon Zero Dawn, Torment, Tides of Numenera, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Near Automata, Ghost Recon Wildlands, Mass Effect Andromeda. Everything past this point is a mix. It might have a defined date. It might not. It, and some of these could very easily escape until 2018. So this is the, the vaguer part. But I wanted to include, for the sake of argument, some of these things, even if they seem initially ridiculous. Persona 5. Ukulele. Injustice 2. Fire Emblem. Shadows of Valencia. Valencia. Valentia, I think that's how you say that. Shadows of Valentia. Tekken 7. Dirt 4. Danganronpa V3. Shenmue 3. Ace Combat 7. Crackdown 3. Cuphead. Divinity Original Sin 2. Dragon Quest 11. Detroit Become Human. <laughs> Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, Nidhart 2, Nino Kuni 2, Outlast 2, Phantom Dust, <laughs> Project Sonic 2017, Prey, Red Dead Redemption 2, Sea of Thieves, Sonic Mania, South Park, The Fractured Butthole, Splatoon 2, <laughs> Didn't really play on the uh, ultimate. Uh, yeah, you dove right in. Yep, <laughs> butthole. Uh, Fractured butthole. <laughs> Star Citizen, Super Mario Odyssey, Warhammer: Dawn of War Three, Ease Eight, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Uh, the one or the stipulation that I have at the end here. Uh, no remakes, re-releases, compilations, any of that stuff was sure. is instantly excluded. 
That's the list, huh? That's the list. I threw a lot at you guys. Mm. We've got to pick ten. <laughs> I've got four games here to start us off that I thought, after really sitting down and thinking about it, are likely locks that I feel good about putting on. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Persona 5, Super Mario Odyssey, Red Dead Redemption 2. Amen. Because I think we have to consider our personalities and the games Neo that we like. I think Neo is probably going to be a nominee. I least. don't know, man. I didn't even write it down. Wow. Really? At the end of the year, I don't think Neo is making top 10. So I'm more interested in to see why you don't disagree. think it is. Wow. Uh, I think, I mean, if you look at the other games, if you look at those four locks, we're going to be comparing each of the rest of the top ten, or remaining six, to those to games. Those games. Uh, I honestly think it's going to be the level-based structure that knocks off Neo. Uh, the way that Brad talked about it was very interesting to me. Uh, Brad is such a Souls fan that it's just inferior. It's just an inferior game to him, and he sees it as something less. Yeah, Why is they, it an inferior game to him? Souls coming out this year. Yeah, uh, because of environments, because of uh, active environments and active worlds that he traverses through and exists within. Uh, and those other games that we're looking at have those things. Uh, obviously, Super Mario Odyssey is world. I, I told Browser like, yeah, you go back to those zones, and they're different. You do them different. Wasn't was not having it. Yeah, made no effect on his expression on his face. Yeah, so. I really don't. I don't. I don't think it's a lock. I don't think we can lock it in yet. Yet. The, the my, here's my counter argument to that. Yeah, is I with game of the year you have to reach a consensus. Yeah, and so he may not like it as much as Bloodborne or Souls, but I would say the majority of the allies feel really good about it. I think it would be an easy game to agree on. Yeah, I think it, I could easily see it getting bumped. Okay. For uh, instance, I think there's more goodwill amongst us for Resident Evil Seven than that there is for Neo. Was my very next thing is do you think Resident Evil Seven is a lock? Uh, I, I would put it in top ten. I think we're going to look back on it fondly at the end of the year. I agree with you. Does Ian, does Brandon Jones? Uh, yes. Going through on Madhouse mode and and living from record player to record player or like tape machine, like having each of those oh, sure, save sure. files, like, <laughs> like having a boss fight that I literally finished with no ammo. Like the last bullet I shot, like took it out. It was like, ah, just an interesting, an interesting uh, thing that I was willing to challenge myself to do in a game. That I was not expecting, especially because like, like, like right, like that, right Jones. there before the end of the finish line, I was like, oh, I'm just not, I'm, I'm really nervous about RE7. You have to I was like, nope, forget it. it. No, no, no. All the nerves I had, nope, that game's great. I got sick of playing it halfway through. You got sick of playing it halfway through? Yeah. Why? Just did. Just did. The, I was you can't fighting, think of anything that... I mean, I, I don't find unkillable bosses that are just going to keep coming back that interesting. Uh, and that's like the first half of that game. I like, I really like the aesthetic and the vibe and everything about it. I really like it. I'll maybe I'll continue again, but um, I just got tired of the combat. I don't know. Maybe this distinction doesn't matter to you. And my, spoiler alert for Resident Evil Seven. Five seconds. Every enemy. They, I imagine that you'll kill them. Yeah. Yes, they, yeah, you yeah, do yeah. run into. You, no, do, does I, that change I mean, your opinion? You kill anyway? the nemesis eventually too, but that doesn't. No, mean I it's enjoy different it. though. It's different though. When you first meet the nemesis, you can kill it. Anytime you encounter the nemesis, it's really, really tough. Right. It depletes a lot of resources, but you can take it on right away. That is a difference. Oh. Well, then this is worse than that. Okay. 
I, I mean, I just think Neo is a is a much better game than Resident Evil Seven. Just sure for me, but like, I I think Resident Evil is is very good at that. I do, you do think wanna, you could like, see it within the ten, not necessarily. Yeah, I mean the my I mean like this is me. So like I wrote down three games in the for sure pile and a bunch in the maybe pile. Okay. And like for me, coming up with ten games that I cared enough about to nominate this year would be tough. Yeah. So like you know, there's that. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean I think Resident Evil Seven. Why not? It would be one of the ten. I don't think Red Dead's coming out this year. I think we gotta include it. But I mean, for now in our guessing, I, yeah, yeah, I, I think but that, like I don't, I just, I just don't think it'll be there because it didn't come out. But, but the thing like, is, if it does come out, it's instantly oh, on the list. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right. Like no doubt about uh, it. If yeah. it doesn't come out, I'm not going to look back at this podcast and be like, why did I put it on the list? Right. Because right. so, that is my number one game now that Horizon's exactly. out. I wrote down Resident Evil Seven on here, made it the fifth game. We can still erase it. We can still erase it. I am going to tentatively mark down Neo. Mm-hmm. Just so we don't forget mm-hmm. it, I'm going to put it on this list, but we may bump it for something else later. Uh, there were two games that I wanted to talk about. I think the, the easier one to get through first, Brandon, does Horizon belong on this list? Do you think it'll make it at the end of the year? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I find it interesting that they haven't really teased more stuff. Is there like a season pass for Horizon? I don't know. Like, is there... Uh, none announced. Like nothing ca- yeah, nothing comes coming? to mind. Yeah. So I'm curious, that, that is the only thing that like I just shoved that game into my face. I was like, I can't stop playing this. But now I'm I'm kind of done. You know, like I can I can certainly demo it. Like I'm actually curious when I stream it if I'm gonna go back to the beginning of the story, get to past the points that they don't want me to spoil and then just like play the you know the 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 actual campaign or whether viewers would be down with like now that I'm all juiced up and I got all my weapons and stuff, I'm just gonna run around and kill robots. Mm-hmm. But like that's gonna be a lot of fun, but it's like there there is a game like RE seven, like I have more to do there. Like there is a game um you know, like Neo, that like I'm gonna be playing. I'm gonna finish this game in September. You know, so yeah. uh, I don't know if it has that staying power, but man, every every moment of that game, I was having a really good time. Based on what Jones has described, are we comfortable tentatively putting it on the list? Absolutely. Yeah. Horizon. I would. Horizon. Yeah. I think it won't hold up to uh, to all these other games, but we, we might be able to knock it off. To a For yeah. Honor. Horizon versus For Honor. Well, sure. But like you Horizon versus Mass gonna, Effect, oh, I did not write For Honor. I think For Honor is getting dropped hard. Yeah, it'll be I fun. have it on my tentative list. Yeah, but we're, so we're, okay, all right. Uh, there was another one. So, are we can? <coughs> excuse me. Are we convinced that Breath of the Wild is a Sherlock? We feel good saying it will be one of the ten. Yeah, even if it's disappointing, <coughs> it'll still be. I think in the top ten by the end of the year. I think. I think for this group. Yeah, it'll be in. It'll be nominated just I, because it's a Zelda game. There you go. <laughs> like I think, I think that that game could probably be hot garbage, and and it would still be our nominee just because the people in this. You'll hear a lot of language like for what it did for the franchise. Right. Yeah. 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 For, people. You know, the people in this room love Nintendo it's one of the best for games some on the reason. Console. Yeah. I, yeah. I love yeah. these yeah. little snipes that that Ian and Brandon are having you know? right now. <laughs> Uh, but I mean that game looks not see but what's interesting is I, I, <laughs> it, I, spe- I, I mean I, I know that was the joke that Damiani said about Horizon but like it, it is a little like getting the box art and looking at the pictures on the back having just finished Horizon and seeing another character with a bow aiming at a thing I mean going like yeah there's not a heck of a lot of detail in that screenshot there yeah. but that's okay considering I just played a you know game Pop in. all these like, layers of weapons and armor and all stuff see I had the question of it all comes Are we sure with Breath of the Wild? I don't have it with Super Mario Odyssey. Yep, lock it in. Yeah, Super I, Mario Odyssey. I think. Like, that, I think. Yeah. F- 
for sure that will be one of the. I things. think yeah. we're in for a treat. Yeah. Okay. I, All right. I, well, I 100% we're all the same agree. Uh, I do feel more nervous about Odyssey making this year than I do Red Dead Redemption. Coming sure. out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. They, sure. Didn't did yeah. they say holiday? I mean, they did. They they came out and said holiday seventeen. So yeah. for for the, the sake of this conversation, we have to put it on the yeah, list. Yeah. In Red Dead, what did they say? Just twenty seventeen? I think they said fall. I think they said fall. Okay, if they said fall, then they're probably gonna push it to holiday, but it'll probably go. Yeah, on. I could see it getting bumped from like a September yeah. to it'll yeah. get bumped November, like a couple but... of months. We just we just yeah. have to work with it's gonna get bumped. Mm-hmm. Um here are a couple of others that I that I really could I think could make the top ten. The ones that I feel most strongly about on my tentative list here, Nino Kuni two. Yeah, yeah. I really Ooh. think it'll make top ten. I think I think it, it would. I Absolutely. It, I yeah. Don't need to say any more than that. No, hundred percent. Watch, tra- yeah. watch those trailers. Watch those trailers. Trailer, yeah. Okay. Uh, any anyone else want to throw one out there? I've been throwing out a lot of stuff. Near automata. I mean, I figured. I'm surprised you haven't said that. Jones, I like I, I I loved you. I thought as much as I could love you, but the fact that you said that right there, <laughs> yeah. I love you even more now. Because I just I just finished Horizon Zero Dawn. I really really enjoyed it. Uh, there were a couple battle things at the end that they threw some weird weapons at me that I didn't have. Where I was like, oh, this is fun. Oh, I'm doing a little. This is neat. To me, that was near. To me, like that demo that I played, I was constantly like, wow, what's about to happen? Oh my god, what does this button do? Holy crap! Like, is it a whole game of that? Like. Especially considering some of the weird, like you can go on mounts and you, you get in weird mechs and stuff. Like, I, w- I was on board with a platinum made near game from day one, but that demo convinced me it is going to be something to special. It. Yeah, I, I, I think, know it didn't for everybody. I but. think that'll be. Uh, it's hard because nobody's played through the whole thing, but I think it's really going to show up at the end of the year. Uh, I want to introduce something actually. Okay, please. Uh, Assassin's Creed. So the the way that I approach this list, I yeah. like this because mm-hmm. you could also put Call of Duty on it. Like they're going to have a Sledgehammer mm-hmm. Call of Duty. Yeah, I thought there hasn't been seventeen it, off. All of these things have come out and been officially Who? announced and have had some detail. Cotter, Assassins. Assassins. They took last year. Off. But oh, oh. yeah, yeah. But I agree with you. They, the inevitability. I mean, they promised they're doing an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. This year. Yes. Time. Yeah, and I think it might be good. I think it might be the kind of game that. It's coming out late. It, we might compare it to Horizon. We might say, actually, Assassin's Creed was really good. Yeah. I can see that happening. I can see that happening, too. I just think the ambiguity here specifically really works against Assassin's Creed because it's been such an up-and-down franchise, because mm-hmm. we know so little, and because this year is so strong, I think you can make an argument for it not being on the list. All right, well, it was 2018, and you're like comparing our list, and you wag our fingers at us. And Assassin's Creed is on that top ten, right? We're gonna look. We're gonna look like idiots. We're gonna look like idiots. Hey, no, no, no. This is yeah. Like game of the year, we have to come to a consensus. Yeah, yeah. What what does Ian think? What does Brandon think? I think that this Assassin's Creed will have to be better than previous Assassin's Creeds. Mm -hmm. I I don't think that a great game. If the next AC hooks me more than Horizon did, I will be extremely surprised. Yeah. Especially considering the theme that I'm hearing that it might be like the rumor. I'm just like what, Egypt? what's the rumor? The Egypt, yeah, that was like ancient the, Egypt. What are you? Why, why are you shrugging your shoulders at Egypt? Egypt's pretty rad. I don't. I don't need to go to Egypt. I'm curious, but it's not like my brain. Well, I mean, when you, your brain goes to Egypt and assassins, what are like? Ooh, they could do this. They yes, do, Jones. Oh, they could do the same stuff they've been assassins. doing. Like what? Jones, we still have no idea how pyramids were made. We don't know how they did that. That is so interesting. To me. Hundreds of thousands of slaves. Yeah, but how did they do it? 
They, how ramps? They, how'd they shove? What yeah. ramps? They, that's a dirt they, they ramps. Built, they, built, they built mounds out of dirt and yeah. wood planks. It's not that that's complicated. Incredible. That's Ancient incredible. aliens don't exist, although it's like, yeah, you Traveling think it's like, the Stars, you know. action, action Bronson and Friends Watch Ancient Aliens, maybe one of the best television shows ever made. I don't know what that show It's on Viceland. It's okay. Action Bronson and a bunch of rappers getting crazy stoned and just watching History Channel's Ancient Aliens. I don't even smoke weed, and this show's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but I anyway. think, Jones, there's a lot of cool... I Like, living in that time, when they do have that figured out somehow, and there are these... There, there's paint. The things that now look like ruins are vibrant mm. and interesting. Covered in jade and gold. Yeah, I think that could be so cool, Jones. What game have you played in Ancient Egypt? I haven't played a game in Egypt. Maybe that's and it. Maybe that's why my imagination. You're already just like, I'm not, oh, I'm Egypt? Not, well, nice. hold on. We're not talking about being sick. <laughs> We're not talking about, you know, not thinking a, 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 a pyramid looks pretty. We're talking about game of the year. And so yeah. I'm, I'm talking about, like, mechanics. Like, when I got into, uh, uh, I can't, I, like, that, sh that shows how memorable that game is. I can't remember the name of it. Not Unity. Syndicate. Syndicate. Ooh, nice. Like, they're like, horses and carriages. Like, it was fun for like 10 seconds. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, this thing is it, just not fun to run around. It's not yeah, it wasn't great. fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shooting a robot in the face with an arrow is fun. Mm -hmm. Like, I will do that. Doesn't matter what mission I'm on. Doesn't matter what you told me to do in this game. That's fun. Mm -hmm. And like, the pyramids are going to look great. And then you're going to be, you know, tiptoeing on a rooftop, jumping down on people. Into haystacks. Into haystacks. You know, it's just like, what are they going to, what's the actual thing? Is this going to be like a big kind of blowout pieces of Eden thing where there's like, they're really going to double down on all of the the supernatural elements considering there's a lot of you know mythology around Egyptian gods and their powers what they had and what they didn't like it's weird to go backwards in time they should just do the damn future like get that story yeah done. if it was like a straight that's the other thing this is straight like not a reboot but if they kind of like reintroduced another Desmond like another yeah. thing that like this is now going to carry into yeah. the next couple like games like the animus story like, oh, now I'm like, interested now, all now, modern I'm not, now I'm not only game. invested in this game but I'm, See, I, I'm I feel like we're, we're getting so wild with this that I don't have enough to go on to all say right. yeah this is going to be one of the 10 no, best games okay. to be not alright um but I, I'm almost playing a meta game now where I can envision that E3 trailer for Assassin's Creed comes out. <laughs> and I'm just and being watch so it, smug and, about it. Right, and you, Kyle's just sitting there with his arms folded, and the rest of the allies just have to sit there and accept it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... the. The truth is, I think there are a bunch of unknown games at this point that will yeah. get in the top ten, which is so tricky. Ben. Right, right. When they uh, shadow drop Bloodborne that's, that's too, why I, I like that doubt yeah. though. With yeah, this. yeah, yeah. The Pokemon game on Switch could be a straight port, or it could be entirely different, and that is such an unknown yeah. issue going on right now. Sure. Uh, I don't think it's going to be top ten. I don't think it's top ten material. Uh, I want to believe this Rabbids game crossing over with the Mario RPG elements. Oh God. Okay. So that alone <laughs> says even if it's really good, it's not going to be top 10. That's all right. Uh, that'll just be one that I champion at the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> and then we go, oh, Kyle. Mass Effect Andromeda yep. yeah. is really worth discussing for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, it's crazy it should even be a question. It's crazy yeah. that it should yes. even be a question. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It should have been an instant lock, but the fact that it's not is very ta interesting. Mm -hmm. We were comparing this... Theoretical Assassin's Creed to, to past efforts, and I think you have to do that with Mass Effect Andromeda as well. Yeah. Where uh, Dragon Age Inquisition is a game that reviewed really well. Mm -hmm. Game of the year. Yeah. And it's a game that I liked, but I feel like collective opinion of it has gotten worse over time. And it I, I haven't seen anything from Mass Effect Andromeda yet where I am convinced that it will be good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Well, in the cutscenes, like the thing that makes me worried about Mass Effect Andromeda is Dragon Age Inquisition being kind of uninteresting, kind of samey. Mm-hmm. And like the trailers for this, the really awkward CG cutscenes, like with the pointing the gun and then taking the gun and like the smiles and Did the faces see, looking really weird. They apologize for that later? Really? Yeah. They, wow. They were they uh they said we're changing it. Sorry, that was a glitch. It wasn't meant to look like that. They apologized for it later. And it's like, why don't you put, put a trailer? trailer? Yeah, yeah, how do you put a glitch out with a trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's just, it's a, just a really terrible. bad animation of taking the gun out of somebody's hand. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's in a cutscene, though. It was in a cutscene. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Or, or, like or like a cinematic look at gameplay. Kind mm-hmm. of. Right. Okay. No, it was a cutscene. Oh, it was a cutscene. It was a gameplay cutscene. Like, but yeah. the, the, the point of it is, it doesn't look any different. Like, the, the graphics are a little updated, whatever, but like, brass tacks, it feels very much just more Mass Effect. And that gets me a little worried because, like, you got to iterate. You got to improve. You got to grow and change and not be afraid of just doing the same thing. But I think it might. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. When they, when they say we're not doing red and blue discussions anymore. Right. When they say we're changing the way that we're telling the story. I think right. it might, but those are the things we won't know until we play it. Right. Unlike the Assassin's Creed conversation where if it comes out and it's just amazing and it is one of our 10 games of the year, mm-hmm. I will be absolutely surprised. Yeah. With Mass Effect... I won't be surprised either way. Right. Yeah. If it is yeah. super well maybe received. That, maybe that's it. We're like prepped for both alternatives. Right. So we're, not, we're not like, you know, hoping one or the other happens. It could be mm-hmm. a two or a three well, where it's, it's like a wild always, success but... or a terrible publicly hated monstrosity. <laughs> that but they'll the learn is... from, learn big, big lessons from yeah. and then apply that to the next game. What, what does that mean for our list? Does that, does that exclude it or put it on? I mean, for right now. Put it soft on. Well, think about yeah. like big RPGs. Like, what was a big RP? Like a big RPG, big franchise, big name, big sequel from last year that didn't make our twelve or ten nominees that we were surprised. We're like, oh, that big RPG. Usually, if it's like a big, substantial, important, talked about RPG, it'll probably be probably be on the list. Yeah, I don't know. I do think there are uh, like two well, or three big ones. that I mean, haven't been announced yet. I be. think it's fairly big. Like, Tyranny didn't make our list, but mm-hmm. I think it didn't make our list because. I was the only one that played it. Right. Yeah. Like same thing with Divinity Two. I think that game is going to be incredible. That and that bums me out so much. Is I I can I think in fact we should put Divinity Original Sin Two on the list because I am so sure that it is going to be good enough to make the ten. Tempted. I put it in my maybe part. I'm, I'm putting it soft on because I'm so mad that oh just play it. Okay, so uh, I think in the same vein we should talk about Star Citizen. I don't oh know how to approach this. Kyle. I don't think it'll be yeah. out by. The- <laughs> I, honestly, I think out? predicting any element of that video game is a yeah. slippery, or not slippery slope, but just like dangerous. I'm gonna be the only one who possible. plays it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't think it's gonna be that great of a game um, critically. I think that there are gonna be lots of people who enjoy it very, very much. But if we look at it, if we look at the story it's trying to tell with its. Uh, single-player mode. Is there a story? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I think that that's when it's going to fall apart and won't compare well to the other games. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of enthusiasm behind Star Citizen, but when it comes to time to do Game of the Year, yeah. I don't think it's going to compare Are we hoping well. that comes out this year? Have they actually said this 2017 is the year? What was your source, Ben? My source was a giant list of things projected to come out in 2017. Again, projected some, by whom? It was like a collective effort. Uh, uh 
But, but the, the thing about Star Citizen is I, I agree with everything you're saying. Like, it might be absurd to assume. But I just thought it would be interesting for the conversation. Sure. Yeah. So that's why. Like, that's why that game could come out, deliver on all the promises, be amazing, you know. And maybe two of us will play it. <laughs> well, the other thing <laughs> is this: the story of Star Citizen has been going on for so long that I wonder if that the, the path to actually coming out has just been so drawn out that, that there will be this weariness present yeah. that might hurt it as well. I don't know. I'm not saying that is going to happen. Look, I've been it's playing Elite Dangerous a lot, and there are things that are already in Star Citizen that I wish were in Elite Dangerous. But on the other hand, there are a lot of rough edges still, and they just changed, like, kind of changed engines too. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, man. Um, I think Tekken 7 might be. I think Tekken 7 totally might be. Like I don't care about it, but I think it might be on it. That's the thing, though, is I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Tekken Seven might be one of those games that I play and I love, and I just can't convince anybody else to put a lot of time into Tekken Seven. Uh, you I'm know, worried about that. That that's my pop tart. Uh, I don't know if Tekken Seven is going to be group approved. Yeah, that's what it. Yeah, I just yeah. I don't think it's happening. I uh. I, if we have one really good tournament night, mm-hmm. then it would be. Yeah, but I think I think even then, even then, Ben is what I mean. Like, I think I won't even fight for it in that case. Even me loving it and saying this is a great fighting game. But what if we're both rules. loving? I mean, because that's different than one person. It's a different yeah. vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on the other hand, like, given our group, like, we're not, we don't get super into fighting games often. We lo- we can appreciate them. We know that they're good and yeah. can be mechanically well made and stuff like that. I don't see a fighting game, a straight fighting game like this, ever winning our game of the year. I'm not saying it's going to win game of the year. I'm but saying like, on the, the 10. Best, the best, I think the best that Easy Allies would realistically do is probably just like Pity Nom. <laughs> no, but I, th- but this is so inferior, and I think it's revealing flaws in our process. Oh, it's, I mean, that's because the human process. I, I've, having played Tekken 7 and seen a bunch of Tekken 7, I feel more confident about it than Mass Effect right now. Yeah. I don't that matters like if this is just a right now in this yeah. instance with what we have to go on a better game from what I understand I think that. it'd be more technically competent than a few of the games on here too uh, like I think it might I would you know it might bump near or horizon or <laughs> when when the last guardian wins clearly Resident we don't Evil. honor uh, technical competence too much oh, sure God. Um, we definitely prioritize that's I, yeah that's what I want to speak to actually is a game that's trying to say something a game that has a message and I think that when it comes to game of the year, if your game's about chucking people into volcanoes, it hurts. It hurts your game. Sure. It hurts to honor that at the end of the year and say, you are the greatness. You are the pinnacle of video games. I don't agree. So what we're saying is we're the Oscars, and we're going to give it to Blindside. I don't, I don't, I don't want every game to, to, to go for the same thing. Absolutely not. But uh, it hurts it. I think it hurts it when it comes time to... Uh, sit down and say this is the greatest game this game is pushing video games forward uh you can say this game's great this game but mario kart 8 i guess the way that i'm i'm thinking about it though is when you say it's the 10th greatest game of the year yeah that's very different and the Mm -hmm. tone that you're taking and what you're acknowledging is different pokemon sun and moon made it into last year's nominees right right Right. and that was obviously never going to win but look at look at the case of like bloodborne i that was the first one of those games i had completed I, if, if a Souls game was nominated that year I pro- or, or came out that year, I probably would not have championed it. I would not have. Granted, I was on the, the Witcher camp, but still, 
I, I had a, a, a profound opinion on that game. I wanted that game to be brought up, and that was a game that I had not intended on playing. So that was a game so good, it pulled me into the genre. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I think Tekken has that chance. I think that they, they can do something with that game where it's like, okay, everyone needs to stop talking, and all of you need to play Tekken right now. It's because going it's, on soft. Because it's not just like, <laughs> I want you all to be into this. I know you will. Like, yeah, I, know the, yeah. I know this game is that good. So... It's I think there. I think. I think. Regardless of genre, there is that possibility to 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 to, to grab people and pull them in. Yes. Yes. Okay. Or to or to revitalize one or two allies to be like, no, it is extremely important. Yes. That's why I played near because you kept bringing it. And I was like, okay, I I, I want to have a conversation with Ben Moore about this video game. We're like Tekken. Like, I'm okay. I, I can I can be okay with the two of you talking. There's not enough there. To really pull me in. Yeah, I don't with, think it's with what? I don't think it's happening for Tekken. I Compared really don't to something think like I mean, I think it'll no, but, I think that group shooting is going to turn things around. Okay. That Tekken, Tekken 7 group I do. Shooting? I yeah. do. Well, that I that tournament great... night is going to be bonkers. I, I think Huber's going to play is. as that bear. Or you can play as a bear, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Huber's going to lose his marbles. <laughs> All right. There is one game. We've got a lot of. We've got a lot more to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, we might but, need to pep it up. A yeah, bit. so I'm I'm gonna throw <laughs> very quick explanation. I think I think people might be sleeping on prey. I think that might be better than people realize it. It is. I was very, very excited for prey with the first trailer, and the second trailer just made me think ah, it's just a shooter. Did we nominate Dishonored two last year? Did Dishonored two make it in? This is a huge factor for me. <sighs> it might have been a. Nominee. It should have been if it wasn't. I think it may have been a nominee. I think, I think it, actually I think it may have been a nominee yeah. because it should have been because it deserved to be. Then you can count on Prey. So we soften Prey? Wow. Yeah, because I honestly think they're on that same tier. Yep. I think people are going to say, it's really good. And it's like, no, it's not. Okay. It ain't going to win. <laughs> Splatoon 2. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I know. And I know, <laughs> Ben, I was reading the comments. I was reading the comments before anybody wrote them. Just why, do, why are you overlooking Splatoon 2? It's going to have the best multiplayer of the year. It has the most innovative multiplayer of the year. And the campaign alone is, uh, changed things so much. I'm just telling you, I don't think it's getting nominated at the end of the year for Game of the Year. Why? Uh, it's getting, better stuff. It's about image. It's definitely about image. It is about uh, the type of game it is. Uh, it is... The game we're playing right now is which games will get, get into that top 10, not Kyle, which games do you think are the best 10, going to be the best top 10 games of the year. Right. You know I mean? Yes. That's, that's, that's important yeah. to say. Splatoon is way is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The collective decision is much different. And I don't, I don't believe in Splatoon showing up. And basically, it's this kind of thing where games get slots. You give a game a slot. And yeah. I think we got Zelda and we got Mario and... We're kind of tapped for Nintendo slots at that point. <laughs> so, so you're saying people will, if I'm understanding this correctly, yeah, like those are the serious games where th- those are the those are the Oscar games. Those are, you know what? Yeah, you can have Mario, but give me Prey. Yeah, right. That's what that is. I think. Well, and Splatoon is in two camps. It's in the Nintendo camp, and it's mm-hmm. in the zany, weird, kind of like funny multiplayer camp. Mm-hmm. And those don't ever perform well. Generally speaking, for our competitions, if we were doing this one year ago, I'd say Overwatch lock it in. Yeah, we're right. gonna be screaming about. But, Overwatch but there's at the this end of the weird year. perception. There yeah. are people out there saying, "Yes, yeah, Splatoon is fun, but I didn't feel anything." Yeah, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is, but hey, which is bullshit. Last Guardian wasn't fun, and I didn't feel anything in it once. So who knows? <laughs> who <right>? knows? <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> All right. <laughs> you didn't feel anything. Not a goddamn thing other than frustration. So taking, taking Kyle's lead here. I don't have a PlayStation Pro. That's probably the difference. Okay. That AI feels much more real on a Pro. 
It's not AI. It's Pro a creature. AI. Oh my god. It's a Trico. Anyway, Dongan Rampa's probably not thing. getting on there. Shenmue's probably not getting on there. Whatever this Shenmue's was, that I don't remember. Not, yeah. uh, sea of Thieves, if don't it's count it really out. fun, could be cool. I, I anticipate having a blast with Sea of Thieves, but it's not going to be great. As like so, a well-rounded product to actually like yeah. give the nom, like this is one of the best yeah. games. It might be one of the most fun games I've yeah. played in 2017, but best. Like, right. It'll, so, it'll, it'll win for that fun. Is. Sonic Mania, any chance whatsoever? I want it to. Uh, I don't think so. But no, yeah. We'll like it. We will even Can review you build it well, levels? but I don't think it's going to show yeah. up at Game mm. Games. I, knowing us... I think it could play to us collectively in a really great way. Ben, I can see you and I clashing. I'm going for the new Sonic game, the Project Sonic. Oh, I might be going for it too. Oh, okay. I don't think we'd clash on that. Okay. But but I think even if the new Sonic is really good, mm-hmm. I think more of us will feel better about Sonic Mania. Fills a slot. It fills a slot. slot. It definitely it fills, fills a slot. slot. It, it, I'm not <laughs> saying it's going to do it as well, but it fills this weird Shovel Knight Super Meat Boy yeah. retro slot that I, I just kind of feel like is inevitable at this point. That's that's a really fair point, and I think that a lot of things you can nominate, and they're just you can't nobody can attack you for them. Like Doom this year, right? You put it right. on, fill in that Doom slot. Right. Nobody's ever going to say you nominated Doom. Right. Not one person ever right. said that for Doom. And like, Doom had no chance of winning. It's it's so <laughs> simple here. That that yeah. slot system they're talking about is so simple here. Yeah. Where you go, yes, yeah, Sonic Mania's on the list. They got it, man. They got that feel back. Yeah. And you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hmm. Nobody can you design will, levels? I can't remember. You cannot. You, you cannot. cannot. Okay. Um, nobody will attack us for putting Sonic Mania on that list. But over some of these other games, they might. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna. We're gonna go through the soft list. Yep. What I need you to do, mm-hmm. any one of you, as I'm reading, say, cut, okay. and then we'll have that discussion because we've got. Let me count the games here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen on the soft list. Need to cut for four cuts. Down to okay. Uh, all right. We didn't mention South Park. Do we think South Park stands a chance? That was pretty beloved. I think it fills the comedy gonna, slot. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good slot. But they're gonna do better than the first one, and everyone loved I, that first yeah, one. Yeah, but but I think I think the first one got stiffed by us. Right. It did, and that's why I'm thinking like Damiani's gonna come in and be like, this game is really incredible. Yeah, but I <sighs> And then none of the rest of us except Jones have played it. No I one think it's Jones. good. I th- yeah, I think like... it could be one of the <laughs> ten best. I'm totally on that. But I think somebody's gonna say yeah, the fractured butthole. It's funny. Ha ha ha. It's, that's not one of the ten greatest games of the year. I could see that I mean, serious Brad, argument Brad, coming Brad into play. Will instantaneously go no memes, no meme games. Sure, <laughs> I can see that. South Park's not meme humor though. It's really not. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I just don't see that collective memes. decision it coming. Makes the memes. But if it should be on the soft list, I'll put uh, it on. And ukulele. What? I, I have a feeling like ukulele might show up. I don't know. Uh, I think no, ukulele is going to be I great, but like groundbreaking. I don't. Talking about the slot system, Mario takes its slot. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. There's no yeah, room yeah, yeah, for ukulele yeah. in, a, in yeah, a list with you're, Mario. You're right. You're <laughs> right. It's, it's, a little, it's a little bit too iterative to me. The yeah, slot. that's true. The slot. I'm going to put South Park on. Ukulele is very much just like we couldn't get the rights to Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Ian, Kyle, Brandon. As I'm reading this list, is there anything else you're scanning and that we're not paying enough attention to, please? Okay. The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, Persona Five. Super Mario Odyssey, Red Dead 2, Resident Evil 7, Neo, Horizon Zero Dawn, Nino Kuni 2, Nier, Mass Effect Andromeda, Divinity Original Sin 2, Tekken 7, Prey, Sonic Mania, South Park. Here, no cuts. Well, I think Sonic cut, Mania, okay. yeah, cut, cut the last four. 
Prey, Sonic Mania, Sonic Well, the last, the last four. The last three, last three. Last okay, three. so we, we're going to collectively cut Prey, Sonic Mania, and South Park. Actually, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah think, cut them. I think cut those for sure. I like having Divinity in there, though. I like having Divinity in there, too. It's because the, you, that's you get, the Ben Pity slot. Well, but it's like you think about where we are. <laughs> the, 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 it is, all, though. It like, is. There are a lot of those. <laughs> again, like, I've, been, I, I've, been, I've been really shut down by a lot of people being super secretive with campaigns, which I respect because, you, you, for me, you take a hit during your actual campaign. Like, near the end of RE7, I was really tired of this family. Right. You know, and I was just like, okay, I mean, Wait, you're still dealing with a, the family at the end a, of that damn game? It's going to be a tech... Oh. The game's no. about the family. The it's going to be about, about Texas... No, it's gonna, be, it's, it's gonna be like a Texas Chainsaw ripoff, and you get to the end oh, sure, of that sure. story, and it's like, oh, okay, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the okay. game that they were advertising is is a is the beginning of, of right, Resident right. Evil Seven. That's what I was. Uh, yeah. Same thing with Horizon, which is kind of like, oh, there's some mysteries here. I don't know why they won't get to the point of Horizon, and then I get it's like, oh, that, oh, there, that was your reveal, and it was great. Uh, and so I look at Mass Effect and Drama, and it's like, I don't really know as much about that game as I would like to. And it's like, is that intentional? Is there just some crazy, whoa, yeah, yeah. I think there we is. halfway yeah, through, yeah. now we're in this area. We, we, yeah. we the left Andromeda at some point. Whoa. You know, the so. Whole, the whole but, first half of that game is a training simulation. <laughs> and you're like stranded on a planet but at the by same yourself. Time, two years blabbing, ago at PAX, yeah. I played Divinity Original Sin 2 for the first time, and they showed me that game. They yeah. were like, here it is. Here's how it works. Here's a crazy demonstration about one person's gonna be on one side of the planet the other person's gonna be on the other and then we got to this one town and actually we have two members of our party that don't agree on this one issue so they're gonna fight each other and they're like whoa yeah. like dude this, ian and this was and just, i'm gonna take the potion out of his pocket one area four characters with a poison potion. and they're like there's so many different like you would they would approach an npc and they would have each person in the party talk to them and they were yes. four completely different conversations because one was like i've never seen your alien race before next person oh you're the person that left our village and now you've come back to try to do something you should go talk to your mom next yeah. person you're a thief i don't trust you just like what this is just one little like 30 minute experience with this video game i don't understand this dismissiveness <laughs> there are a lot of games i know i know there are a lot of games that speak to me that i get really excited about that i just i know won't speak to the other allies for probably very valid reasons yeah. divinity is not one of those games i feel like if you all played it you would see the light i just i don't understand the it, pity it, slot mentality I think it's intimidating is the only it's thing intimidating I can and realistically like, there isn't enough time in our human lives but I'm going to make some time. Yeah. This is my new goal. Divinity deserves to be on that list. Make that time. is going to be a deep it's gonna be, role That game, game is going to be like You're terrifyingly deep. You're going to get your deep. money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> terrifyingly <laughs> deep. Original sin too. So. I really think we got to kill Tekken 7. Okay. okay. After this discussion, it's dead. Kill it. All of those nice things we can say about Divinity aren't going to be defensible for Tekken 7. Here's my only... You can punch good. There, there are two games that I'm seeing on here... That, that I question. Okay. What are we at number-wise? In addition to Tekken 7. We gotta kill one more. We gotta kill one more. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. I haven't played it. And Mass Effect. I really think kill Tekken 7 of those three. Do you both agree with that? Yeah. Because yeah. I can see that. Okay. Is that, the, is that it? That's, That's it. it. Well, let me double check. Those one, are nominees two, three, for four, 2017. Five, six, seven, you know, six, an issue with Tekken 7, like the, nine, the best ten. you can hope for is an improvement upon this franchise that we know, where it's like something like Horizon. Like, again, I've, I've never done this kind of stuff before. So I that, mean, like, well, I, I, I would value that I get higher. That. that experience I got out of where I was like, wow, that was refreshing, as I, opposed to like, wow, yeah. they really nailed that. I'm so, on board with that. I think some, I think some uh, late, late in the year announced at E3 up and comers Absolutely. are going to definitely supplant some of these. But it's, I, I love that we, you know, um, we, 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 we preach love and respect. You know, mm -hmm. we try to demonstrate that amongst us to really figure out, like, well, that's why I love Les Guardian, that whole debate. You know, some of us love it, some of us hate it. And, and I think we really do a good job about, you know, being civil and democratic amongst this group. 
except when it comes to goodies. There's yeah, just yeah. no oh, way yeah. you can do yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's impossible. Uh, I you throw, are going to piss somebody off. You got to throw your shirt off and start wrestling. <laughs> I want to throw a wrench in this whole thing. Oh, boy. There's a game that I think we forgot. Okay. I think they've said 2017 for God of War. They've not said 2017. They have not said 2017. I was considering it. Not betting on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so if we, think, if we think Red Dead might not make it, but yeah. I, I doubt. So we're, we're, we're okay with just yeah. not including yeah. that in the conversation. Yeah. If but, it comes out this year, it's a lock. But if that game comes out, yeah, by Horizon, like uh, that's good. Cool. You know what? They take up a similar slot. We're talking slots. Yeah. yeah. God of War is taking that Horizon slot. <laughs> okay. So I'm going. If we were to put these in order, we'd be here for another three hours. But. Yeah. Uh, this I, I'm gonna hold on to this note. We should card. choose a goatee out of these. We can do yeah. top five, bottom five. We could try to guess a goatee out of these. All right, we'll do individually guess goatees. How about okay. that? All right. Well, read okay. them all first. Yeah. Read them all so, so we know what we're dealing. So with. each of you gets to pick one. Yeah. One game of the year. Yeah. The yeah. one. The wait. The one that we think will win with this group of the crazies, or the one with that this I want to no, push not, for. Not personal game of the year, although that is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collective game of the year. Who do you oh, think is right. gonna win? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So not the one I want. Uh, we're gonna. I'll call on you one at a time, so we do that but here's our 10 okay the legend of zelda breath of the wild mm-hmm. persona 5 super mario odyssey red dead redemption 2 resident evil 7 neo horizon zero dawn nino kuni 2 near Auto- automata <laughs> mass effect andromeda divinity original sin 2 brandon jones yes what is going to be our collective game of the year? Uh, my personal game of the year, what I anticipate myself arguing for will be Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm mm-hmm. making the call that Mario gets it. Huh. I, I like this. Actually, do thank you for doing that. Yeah. Everybody do personal and collective. Yeah. Uh, my personal is Mario. Our collective will be Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, well, uh, my my personal out. of this list would be Neo. Uh, I think it would be Red Dead Redemption 2 and maybe Persona 5 if Ben yells loud enough. I'm playing Persona 5. I think we're all playing Persona 5. Oh, yeah. The thing is, I, 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 I hate that, though. Like, I think the game is I'm just going to be really good. I'm just teasing. No, I think... I, I think, know I know. I do yeah. yell about Persona 5 I'm just teasing. That's Actually, fair. I think other people yell much more than you do. But I think no, it'd be down between Red Dead and Persona 5 on this list. And maybe Mario. But yeah, Red Dead, probably. But Neo is my baby. What a year. <laughs> what a year. Good year. Four good games. Ben, are you going to play? It's pretty incredible. This? Yeah. What, yeah. Do, you, what do you think is going to win? <laughs> oh. I think our collective game of the year... Is going to be Super Mario Odyssey. I don't know what my personal game of the year is going to be. Really? Wow. I, I, I'm leaning toward Persona Five. Yeah. For sure. But I could see it being Red Dead Two. I, I think it would be between those two. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun game. So that was a fun game. I just, I just, I just saw some people. I won't call anybody out, but I saw some people that were just like, "Wow, Horizon." Woof. I mean, it makes you wonder. Red Dead. What are they going to do? And I'm like, "What? They're going to have a good, have a good story. That's what they're going to do. Let's start there." <laughs> Start with like you know a little more. I mean, Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption. I I don't like the Grand Theft Auto games. They don't really interest me. Red Dead Redemption, basically the exact same game, and I love it. Excited for that game. (laughs) Like, if you could play as a girl, that would be much better for me. But count on it. Maybe. That'd be great. People are eyeing uh, some boobage there in that that crew. So I'm I'm always eyeing boobage. Either playing a man with boobs or make it your wish. Yeah. (sighs) Sent on that. I feel confused. We well, we're some, just beginning. We did some Simon mean things to games. We, we, we did know, some mean things to games. We did mean things to games. We are flustered by an influx yeah. of incredible games at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Has not happened previously. Didn't happen in 2016. We had to wait till December to really, <laughs> to really like cap it off. Imagine only being interested in five of these games, Ben. 
<laughs> imagine being interested in all of them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can imagine uh, that. Yeah. I don't envy you. It's tough. Uh, Kyle, I uh, special call to you. I think the the slot thing really helped a lot and was an interesting perspective. It's also very depressing. It is very depressing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's depressing just, in an interesting that's, way. That's why Gody, I think, gets rough is because yeah. we it, we we realize like hey, there's no, we want this whole process to be perfect and there's just no uh, way. we're almost at three no, hours. No racing game on there. And again, I think it speaks to this crowd. Uh, Forza Horizon 3 came out last year. I think it'll yeah. be a better racing game than any game that comes out this Red year. Red Dead will have horse including races. Including Gran Turismo Sport. You're Red Dead will have horse Like, Gran Turismo Sport is going to be a great racing game. No chance. No I, chance. I, I agree with you 100%. Yep. Okay, it's time for the final segment of our show. Okay. Wrapping this thing up. Nice. Into this train. Our first email comes in from Steven. The subject is... Being terrible at video games. Mm. Mm. Right I there, got this. Right there mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. I got this. Yep. I was feeling a little of that this morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, allies. Being bad at video games is something that isn't covered, so I thought I'd pose this. I'd pose this question to you. Unfortunately, I'm not very good at video games myself, as I lack both focus and concentration. I typically take too long and make a lot of silly mistakes, which really deteriorates my experience. A 20-hour game becomes a 40-hour game, 20 hours being frustration. Right now, I'm playing through The Witness and the first season of Hitman. I'm 200 puzzles into The Witness and replaying Sapienza in Hitman. However, I feel like I'm taking too long and want to play other games at the same time. Mm -hmm. How many games do you usually play at once, and which point do you consider yourself done with a video game? How do you tackle beating long games without having them overshadowed by new releases? I got a hot tip for the witness. Type in witness walkthrough IGN. Oh, God. If there is any puzzle that you're just finding too frustrating, you know that you will solve this if you just put more time into it. Why put more time into it? (laughs) What's the reward? What's the reward? (laughs) Just look it up. It's right there. There's a nice little line that it'll show you exactly what to draw. You think you're going to feel good when you finally solve that puzzle? You're not. You're going to feel good when you look it up. And you get all the same reactions of a door swinging open, a little chunk chunk, and you're feeling happy. You're I think you're gonna forward. be. I think you're gonna feel bad. I disagree. You're gonna feel really bad. You're I've gonna done feel it. like, why am I? But the, the thing is, <laughs> just watch a video of someone playing through the witness. Then, because you're not playing it, you're just watching it. Because that's the thing is, I like that environment. I like exploring that world. Then walk around some. Exploring is 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 not the word. And then, <laughs> what do you mean? Not the exploring you're, is not. You were walking through. You're exploring. You would do the puzzle. That's it's, it's part of the. The way I mean, I still do puzzles. I still I still do the majority of the puzzles, but okay. there are some at the every end, now and then the crooked pillars. I'm just like this is trial and error. Just give me give me a gif. Well, you look at them first. And JPEG. Then... I mean, gif. I, no, I didn't mean gif. This is one of those. JPEGs. This is one of those things where I, I see IGN. where you're coming from. Yeah, and I get it, and I don't I don't necessarily think it's bad advice. I'm just but here I to just, give advice. I just disagree. We're, we're Stephen is bad at video games. Here's the thing. You want to just tell Stephen to bonk your head against the wall for eight more hours and no witness? Here's the here's the the real secret is just stop. If you don't like, if you're not enjoying a game, stop right. playing. But it. you want Play to see something the rest else. Of the world. But, but there, no, there is a difference. I think between being bad and not enjoying it. I do think people confuse the two. Yeah, I if think you're, people... if you're struggling but having a blast, then yeah. you're good at video games. Right. If you're if you're punishing well, yourself no. and no, because you don't, no one's judging you. You're not a competitive player, so being bad at a video game doesn't matter. Like if you're having fun, the the reason that video game exists is being fulfilled for you, you're good. You're doing it right. That's mm. great. Okay. If you're not having fun and you're suffering, then that's how that's the way to be bad at a game. Is like if you're hating every second of it, just stop. 
play something else. I hear you. Like something like Call of Duty, I feel bad when I lose. Something like For Honor, I don't really care. It's fine. Like if I lost the match, that's okay. I had a, I had a really good time running through this. Whereas like, I get competitive in Call of Duty. <laughs> I think I think one of the recommendations that I give would be to maybe diagnose a game before you even get into it, as far as just kind of your rough expectations of how much you're going to play. Resident Evil 7, great example. I was like, I just want to finish this thing so I can talk to Huber about it. Finished it. It was like, that was real fun. I want to play this again, see if I can beat it faster and see if I unlock anything. Probably should have looked it up first. Uh, beat it. Beat it. The first one was like 10 hours. Second one was like a little over six. Didn't unlock a damn thing. But like, had a lot of fun going through that second time because I dominated that game. By the time so I finished it, like... You're on a third playthrough of that game? Madhouse is, yeah, playthrough number three for me. Wow. That's but I wasn't crazy. expecting to do that second one. So like, after that first playthrough, I had fulfilled my expectations of that, of, of how much time I was going to spend with that game. Uh, something like Neo, I'm not expecting to beat this month. So I'm not going to be frustrated when I haven't. You know, like, I'm going to slowly go back in, boot that up, maybe jump to a level... Finish it, maybe fight this boss. If the boss is too tough, I'll back out and go to some other area, yeah. uh, level up, get some more armor and stuff. So I think it, it, it helps to go into something to at least kind of diagnose it ahead of time um, so that you can play against expectations as opposed to just going in blind and then you're in the middle of it wondering, why am I here? What am I doing? What was I? What did I want to accomplish by playing this game? Uh, the Witness has that challenge, the hardest yeah. trophy in the game. That one you can't cheat. It's can't randomized. Cheat. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel, I you know, I did it. I did the challenge. Yeah. I didn't feel as up against the wall against those things. I said, oh, this is skill-based. This is not a crooked little pillar that I got to mash my head against. Let's go. It's so weird how your brain works. (laughs) But I mean, like, the other ones are puzzles that you can think through and figure out and eventually get. Mm -hmm. And, like, to me, that's why you're playing The Witness is because you're trying to solve these puzzles, you know. Challenge mode was very intense, very frustrating. And when I did it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm done. (laughs) It is... Opposite of what the game intends to do, right. I think. Yeah, which I, don't I know think why is why they put that in there. What because I, it's just, you know, that. What I don't understand and what mm-hmm. frustrates me about a lot of the language being used here and the language being used in the email is that anxiety that you have with these new releases, that anxiety of just, oh, I got to do this until I beat it. You're putting all of that on yourself. I think people are really bad at walking away from things. Yeah. I've the, How I played through The Witness is... I if if I got stuck and I was getting frustrated, I just said, "Okay, I'll go do something else." Yeah, coming. There were so many things where I came back and solved immediately just because I took that break. That's that's <laughs> dying core to a that's good advice. Lesson of the witness, I think, is yeah. go to a different area if you're stuck because you'll learn something somewhere else or just unlock something within your own mind. And <laughs> for us, our jobs depend on us playing a lot of things that are relevant in the moment. Yep. We, we we have to survive that way. Yeah. You may not. So why, why do you feel like you have to enjoy everything immediately when it's available? I understand that that, that is this weird thing that is generated that's its own culture. But if you're, like, just enjoy it as it comes. It sounds, like the, it. It sounds like the playing isn't the issue, it's the walking away. Like, how do I yeah. walk away from this game and, and play something else because I'm so engaged in and, it? And the thing is, I don't even think those breaks have to be very long. I think people think sure. you like have to take a break and then go to bed and then wake up and then maybe you'll get to it eventually. Ten minutes. Just do something for <laughs> ten minutes. Dishes. Eat a meal. Wash the dishes, yeah. yeah. We know the dishes are dirty right now. Right, they're so <laughs> dirty. You've been trying to solve this Tetris puzzle in The yeah. Witness and that's been piling up. Mm-hmm. Change yeah. that cat litter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the other part of the question was how many games do you play at a, at a time? And that's an interesting question, I think. Because our jobs are weird? Because our jobs, you know, I jump around a lot. There's yeah. always, for me, I think, one game I'm playing, 
You know, like right now, I'm playing Neo. Right. I might play a few other things, but the only game I'm thinking about is Neo. You know? Yeah. I'm a little different than, say, Ben, for example, whereas, like, I only like, like, four games that come out every year. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Do you do you consider yourself as, like, actively playing five games at a time? Or is it kind of just, I'm playing this one right now, and then I'll play this one? Yeah, I... I... I've it, it's gotten bad when I was in college I was much better at being like I am playing this and only this until it's finished but I just mm. haven't had the luxury of doing mm. that so I've had to play a, a lot and because of that I'll finish multiple games very close to each other yeah. and it's not easy to do and I I don't know I don't recommend it then I'm already stressed to reviewing Halo Wars 2 and Berserk at the same that's time that's just another day man yeah just another and day who knows what else you're reviewing all kinds of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, that's just, that's just stuff I can talk about. Yeah, but yeah. there are two yeah. other reviews that I can't talk about. But I think, I think the other thing, too, is, like, enjoyment versus relevance. So, like, if, yeah. I, if I play Resident Evil 7, I enjoyed that because I love Resident Evil games. I love horror games. It's a damn good game. I also had the satisfaction, my trophy unlocked, for being able to join the conversation. That, like, now when RE7 comes up, if Huber's got some part, I can, like, pull Huber aside and be like, right. okay, so no one hears the, the spoilers. Zeit, guys. My yeah. God, that one part. That one battle I'm having with Marguerite. How do I get past that? Mm-hmm. So that's also a satisfaction that I keep. So I think that makes it easier for us to, like, jump in a game, play for 30 minutes, back out. You know, then it's like, well, at least I can talk about it. So, like, while I didn't finish it and that I might feel guilty because of that, I do have the satisfaction of having having being able to answer some sort of question about this game. And, sure. I, and I think to listeners of this podcast, it might be more interesting. It might be more fun of the podcast if you've played these games that we're always talking about every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I can see why we put the pressure on people as Definitely. well. Definitely. That is... It's our fault. It's our fault. That is a good point. Because we do have to do this but if you want to be part of that conversation and enjoy it more you kind of what if you actually uh, modeled your game library after Ben like you kept like a scorecard and every time you know you were like on a stream or something or you're like I'll take that game you're like oh man you like wrote it it down like I gotta play that game too it's it's an unfair (laughs) advantage because you know 50% of those are codes codes or just given to me by people for coverage yeah Um, I am really sorry that I have to do this but that is going to be the only email that I read. I don't want to cut this short, but I, I promised people that I would get it out on a certain day. And it's we are episode. we are bumping right up against that group stream time. Yep, yep. And uh, to, in order to get there, in order to do that, I am going to have to cut this a little bit short. So I hope you, panel, understand. I hope the viewers understand. I enjoyed that email very much. That's kind of why I'm okay with doing this. But uh, yeah, that is going to do it for Frame Trap. We just dipped into mail for a bit, and now we're moving on. Now we're moving on. Now we're like one should do with video games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We will return. Yeah. We're going to go clean the cat later. We'll get back to more questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you would like to send an email, if you would like to, to tear at our hearts and souls, please email askeasyallies at gmail.com. If you want more of us, go to easyallies.com. There you can find links to our Patreon, which is one of the best ways to support us. We're also on Twitch, streaming, Pretty much every day, a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to have big, big streams for the Nintendo Switch. Mm. Blow that up. Yeah. <laughs> We've not even planned it, but we know they're coming. Yes. They'll, they'll be around. <laughs> you can't stop us from doing that. We're we don't doing know what it. form it's going to take. It's, We're doing it's it. It's an yeah. inevitability. Yeah. 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 But that's going to do it for the show. Until next time.